0: Hey Mario, that big old 500 pound bitch Bowser just took the damn princess and used all the star power to put everybody in paintings. Now I need you to take your ass inside those paintings and recover the stars with a little bit of jumping, what, a little bit of punching, what, and a little bit of ass whooping, what, to save Princess Peach. And that's the bottom line
1: Cause Stone Toad Said so This program contains mature subject matter
2: Including Maladjusted youth Massacristic hillbillies And the excitement of the price is right It
1: may be deemed Inappropriate for our younger viewers
2: Viewer discretion advised
3: I would like if I may, to take you on a strange journey.
2: This show is behind these Shem Shemas, schemes. I'm giving you a choice. Either put on these glasses, or start eating
4: that trash can.
5: Yeah, it's a nasty scheme.
4: You maniac! What is a man? You blew it up! Damn you! A miserable little pile of secrets. Damn you all to
5: hell! What is BTS?
2: When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real
3: chance of
2: this.
3: Our patience is wearing thin.
0: I'm starved!
6: I'm so hungry I could eat a whole zebra.
2: Ah, we're fresh out of zebra. Any animal? Nuh-uh. Hippo? Nope. Listen, kid, if you live with us, you have to eat like us. Hey, this looks like a good spot to rustle up some grub. Ew, what's that? A hey, grub. What's it look like? Ew, gross. Mm. Tastes like chicken. Slimy yet satisfying. These are rare delicacies. Hmm. Mm. Pecans with a very pleasant crunch. You're learning to love them. I'm telling you, kid. This is the great life. No rules, no responsibilities. Ooh, the little cream-filled kind. And best of all, no worries. Well, kid. Oh well, Hakuna Matata. <laughs>
0: it's
6: satisfying that's it fresh out of zebra fresh out of hippo fresh out of antelope this is episode 151 of behind the schemes for may 8th 2022 and slimy yet satisfying this is booberry mothman of the miniacalypse
7: and all the way from way the hell over here where they outlawed hippo meat a long time ago my name is lavish And also
6: dealing with the strains of the meat crackdown all the way from a land far, far away. We have Matthew P.M. Bigelow of Matthew P.M. the Japan
7: Watt Podcast. How's it going?
8: Very good. Thank you. Konnichiwa,
7: minasan. Konnichiwa. Uh, uh, Gozaimasu.
6: Gozaimasu. (laughs) Ooh, (laughs) Well, thanks for being here, Matt. This is uh, this is your second time joining us for an episode. Uh, I didn't actually think to look back to see when it was you were on last.
8: Yeah, it's it's been a couple of years. I think uh, it's been probably two years. I would assume, or a year and a half, maybe.
6: I should remember this one because that was the first episode that we started doing the tabloid styled show art. Right, indeed. Um, it's coming. It's coming. I know it's coming. We got to prove. Got to show the receipts. Ah, episode 67, back in October of 2021, October 18th, Mm. specifically.
8: Yeah, well, October 18th, 2021. Okay, year and a half-ish. It's good to be
6: back. uh, Lavish uh, couldn't make that one. uh, It was Sir Sir Seat Sitter. That joined us for that episode. This is
7: true. I was not there for that one, uh, but I do remember when you guys did it back then.
6: Uh, well, thanks again, Matt, for joining us. Uh, you, you do a great show. It's called the Japan What WUT podcast.
8: Um, Indeed I do. A weekly show. Uh, we had to change the formats over the past few years because of uh, coronavirus, basically, but uh, focusing on AI trends, conflict, um what else do we do news analysis and strange items from Japan everybody likes those strange items in Japan so we do that
6: a lot of plastic of ramen devices as of late i feel like
8: yeah we're, we're moving into that uh, time of year <laughs> i guess when people want to get their plastic ramen on uh, uh, tourism is picking up like nobody's business in Japan right now um and so the trinkets are a big thing that people like to get When they come over here for the past couple of years, it's been just peep, like almost nothing on that front. But in the past four or five months, we've seen millions and millions and millions of tourists come in. And so the, um, the interwebs is all trying to get on the back of that. We'll also get a lot more of like the 10 things to do in Shibuya type listicles coming in on the algorithms. Like it's crazy. Mm. I hate those things.
7: Well, the day of the brochure is dead, though. You know, there used to be a time where they'd lay out the brochure of the pamphlet. That would be the end of a, a local tourist spot that you didn't want to get too blown out. But now, because of the internet, it's just all over. And uh, tourism's ramping up again, probably because it's the, the true summer where people can get out and not be worried about XYZ. Mm-hmm. I assume. Because Japan's got some uh- tough borders.
8: Oh, yeah. Some tough borders? hmm yeah we got they've, they've just recently relaxed everything um basically japan the the government just follows whatever the who the world health organization the who whatever they say so when the who says something then the next day the prime minister of japan is like oh we're doing this now um so now that the who has declared the pandemic is over the Japan has also declared that the pandemic is over so you, there's there's almost no restrictions now. We went from being like North Korea to being Florida overnight. <laughs>
6: With the flip of a switch. Just that's, like that. That's
8: that's that's what happens when you just follow what other people tell you to do. I think it is. Yes. The border is closed because we're all going to die the next day. No one's going to die so the border is open.
6: It's safe again everybody. Yeah, we just uh, yeah. I just got an email for the um IATSE, which is the stagehand union for like tours and just entertainment venues in general. And they're They, fine. they
8: need a better name. It, it sounds
7: like Nazi. <laughs> or Yahtzee. I always <laughs> thought it sounded or like Yahtzee. Yahtzee.
6: Yeah.
8: Yahtzee Nazis. Join us. Don't you know, join
6: that union. It's a gamble. Yeah, you know? I, I, there was plenty of uh, stagehands I'd worked with over over a decade, and they're like, "Oh, you're part of the problem if you don't follow the solution." And just like real brown short, uh, brown shirt type stuff. But um, everybody flipped, man. It was crazy. But they finally rescinded the uh, COVID protocols for all the touring companies. So. It's yet to be seen if the actual production companies that send said shows out on the road will still require the vaccinations and masks and all that cuz it's uh written into the agreements that basically the employer can require whatever. And the Yeah, that's the yeah. fun
7: thing about here is that we don't need the WHO or anybody to tell us anything. We'll keep wearing masks and forcing things on people even when the doctors say that we shouldn't it just keeps happening. It just keeps going on forever and ever.
8: I live in central Tokyo and um, the influx of tourists, most of them don't wear masks and it's affected the locals a lot. They don't wear masks, but I was out in the uh, suburbs a couple of days ago um, where tourists just do not go. Uh, and there was 80 or 90% masked uh, still there in, in, in Machida in Kanagawa prefecture. Even the elevators have like wear masks signs in them. And you're almost you're like the people still look at you Lee, like they, they're wary if you're not wearing a mask mm. so it's it's only like 25 kilometers away but it, you may as well be in, in a different country entirely it's very strange actually
4: hmm.
7: that's kind of how it is i'm over in the san francisco bay area and that's kind of how it is in, in the city everything's strict and mass and then you go 30 40 miles out and you might as well be in texas uh, people riding horses and not giving a crap you know I thought you were in, much. um,
8: you moved, did you move from, uh, Nashville? Were you in Louisiana last time we talked? Or no, was it that was different.
7: That was a different guy. He's from Tennessee. Uh, that was, I think, Sir uh, Seat Sitter. Yeah, you're thinking it, was, of. it was Sir, Sir Seat Sitter. Okay. All right. Uh, sorry. I, I'm the other guy. <laughs> all right. Got it. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's weird how, how proximity makes all the difference.
8: Is the uh, Francisco? sorry, I, I'm going to ask a question. Is San Francisco the hellhole that is portrayed to be? I just live in Japan and I just get this information over the internet and I'm not sure if I'm being biased or the algorithm is just feeding me the things that it wants to feed me. Is it a hellhole or is it is that uh, a
7: I would say it's leaning towards hellhole. Uh, it, it's definitely of the shade. I mean, from what I hear of Japan, it's very clean and everybody's very polite and you don't really litter and you don't throw needles and poop everywhere. And unfortunately, in San Francisco, that's just not the culture. Uh, so yeah, it's it's not so great, and the economy's not doing so hot, and they're kind of letting the whole city rot. But aside from that, San Francisco has an inherent beauty that really cannot be touched. Uh, it is it is a lovely city at the core of it. Yeah. Cool. Sounds like uh, a crazy place. It's a fun town. <laughs> Lots good. You can you can find a good time uh, if you're looking for it. <laughs> but it is a strange place.
8: I grew up on the West coast of uh, Canada in uh, in Vancouver Island. And it's similar to, I think what's happening in San Francisco. Where 25 years ago, maybe a bit of weed, but it was kind of vibing and people still, you know, worked and were pretty liberal. But then in the past 10, 15 years, it just, the roller coaster went down the slippery slope as it were.
7: Is it a divide? Is it like you have your stoners and you have your squares sort of a situation or is it just kind of the stoner culture has taken over?
8: Um, I would say that the stoner culture it has been there, but politically it became very um, activist, socialist oriented in uh, just like a lot of the city hall type people in America that you see the mm. similar situations are happening in Vancouver, Victoria, and you, you just see the outcome of the policy um, more so than the result of what people actually want. Like they vote for it, but they don't, I think in the many times they don't realize what the effect is going to be when you decriminalize heroin and a heroin addicts come in and then start selling heroin to your children, even though you kind yeah. of voted for that, you don't realize that those are the downstream effects. Um, so there's, there's those, those, there are those things. And then the, the politicians don't want to say, Oh, well you need to get rid of them. They just say, well, we need to make them feel comfortable. So they end up, you know, rewarding them with crappy housing uh, and and creating drug ghettos and stuff like that. Not everywhere, but enough to make an, an impact culturally. You know what I mean. Like you can go twenty five oh, yeah. miles in another direction; it's a different world entirely. But the overall culture of a center, a city center, you know, speaks volumes to um, what's what's going on there. Uh, so when the the city center and a cultural center just d- becomes a sort of depraved cesspit, that's that's the overall message being sent out to um, other mm-hmm. places.
7: Yeah, I think I think our spots are very similar then. Uh all right. Very, very similar uh, indeed. And how long have you been in Japan? Since two thousand and six. Longest time. Yeah. Oh, nice. Racking up, man. Racking up.
8: <laughs> have you seen
7: a change as the yeah. area changed at all?
8: Oh yeah. Well, um it, Tokyo is getting a, a a very large facelift right now. The the construction is going off the rails. Um I'm surprised that you can't there's a lot of construction around my apartment here. Um in uh, downtown Tokyo, but it's kind of stopped right now. Luckily, mm-hmm. um, but culturally speaking, uh, I was looking at all the tourists that are coming in, and um, there's a lot. When I first came here, it was like on the back end of the backpacker era of you know going to Europe and living cheaply and maybe working kind of um, English teaching jobs and, and getting by. Um, in the past ten years, that switched over to tech. And in the past five years, because of the raging economies in places like India, Vietnam, China, and the the dwindling economies, especially for younger people in places like Europe and Canada, I'm seeing a lot less European North Americans around and a lot more um, Asians and Southeast Asians around. Quite a lot more. Where I went to a park the other day in Yokohama called Yamashita Kohen. It's a major park. And when I was last there like 10 years ago... Um, you would just see like a bunch of like white people around as tourists but well a couple of days ago almost no white people just lots of indians asians um, you know m- from the muslim area of the world uh, you know, the saudi arabia type uh, arabian peninsula area that type of stuff it's, it's dramatically changed
7: mm-hmm. you know, i can i can see it as it's a just a, a new era new different economies are booming different economies are uh, different economies are not uh, so interesting yeah it shocked me
6: I are, like, oh, are you seeing different. a lot of the uh the gig based economy there i.e uber eats or whatever the equivalent would be we sort of uh one-off app based jobs
8: yes very much so um i worked in uh the, the telecommunications industry and i taught an ai class from 2015 to 2020 So I studied this really intensely, and one of the major drawbacks for Japan being slow in the uptake in a lot of these areas is because of their stringent labor laws. But Uber Eats um, really took off uh, because of uh, kind of these loopholes that existed that were created accidentally, it seemed, where um, one of the major telecommunications networks, um, NTT Docomo, they released one of those private um, share ride companies like where you um, get on a bicycle, and it's like a battery-powered bicycle. yeah. And then the mm-hmm. Uber Eats came to town, and so people would rent the bicycle and get an Uber Eats backpack, and then that just took off like wildfire. It's all over the place now. Oh. Um, but uh, companies like Didi and Uber, um, the taxi unions are so strong here that they uh, they have not been able to make an impact as much. Um, when I was working at SoftBank, they acquired um, they acquired a large part of Didi through an investment and the taxi unions would protest at the company I was working at in like downtown Tokyo. Um, And there's a trust factor as well, where uh, Japanese people are quite old and the technology, the legacy technology they developed still works very well. So they don't feel like the need, there's a need to, um, to use this uh, new technology in many ways. Uh, the, The existing systems are already functional enough, even though it's still very much 1995, like taxis and, flip phones and fax machines and stuff like that,
7: but it ain't uh, broke. So, it, so what's yeah. The problem, so they're not, not fixing, fixing
8: it. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Hmm.
7: And, and you say that there are a lot of old people in Japan. Is it kind of a, 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 I don't know what you'd call it. Like a baby boomer wave, I guess is what you'd call it here. Just a yeah. huge Super amount baby of
8: baby boomer wave. And then hmm. the population is in free fall right now fewer and fewer kids are being born every year. Like last year, 1.5 million people died in Japan. I wonder why. And only a 888,000 or so were born. Uh, I wonder why. So there's these factors that are coming in as well. And it's not like the last year, the, um, the decrease was like a 2% decrease or a 2% increase in deaths and births respectively. It was like a a 6% increase in deaths and a 5%, um, Uh, decrease in births and so (laughs) pretty dramatic on top of the 15 or 20 year population decline uh, that's also happening. So yeah. And then, you know, there's not enough um, incentive for companies to develop large scale uh, at scale rollout, technological rollouts for the younger populations because the money's in the older people anyway. So they kind of keep it. And then the money that gets invested for new technologies tends to be through, um, a subsidiaries in Southeast Asia or developing plants in uh, Thailand or something like that. So the younger, the younger generations are being really screwed right now. Yeah.
7: But there, I guess are, there's a population of younger people in, in certain Asian countries that are doing well that have replaced the, like what you said before, where there were more Europeans. Now they're more Southeast Asians. Would you say that those young people are getting, a different shade of opportunity, or are they coming from a different place entirely?
8: Depends. Um The Indians and Chinese that get jobs in tech, I think tend to do relatively well, maybe not as well as they would in at Google in, in, in Sao Paulo or whatever they're, wherever they're, wherever that would be. Um, uh-huh. But the, the, the second largest demographic in Japan are Vietnamese. Now it went from Chinese to Korean to something else. And now it's Vietnamese and, most of these people were brought over as low skilled laborers um, under the Abe administration. Uh, but when COVID hit, they all got screwed and now they work in convenience stores and consumer facing positions, but they were brought over to like do technical trainee stuff. So mm-hmm. they don't know how they don't understand food safety. It's, they suck. <laughs> I walk into a convenience store with Chinese people. No problem. Nepalese guy I ran into. He's like, we're talking about business And then I go into a place with uh, Vietnamese and there's some guy mopping the floor, but he's removed the mop handle and he's just, he's just holding the the dirty mop and running around the convenience store (coughs) holding this dirty mop. And then he's making food and they don't, they come from a communist place with not much customer service, you know, Vietnam. It's a great, I'm sure it's a great place and they're great people, but they're just not suited for this type of job in Japan where the Mm -hmm. consumer service in Japan is like. It's like a billion times everywhere else in the world. But these people, they don't for on average, I say these people just because they annoy me enough. Um, I, I sound like i an I'm anti immigrant, but I'm not. It's just you go in uh, and they don't separate the cop
6: filters by size. They're let just me all stop in a big let me stop you there for a second. Can pile. you can you uh, refresh your clean feed browser you were uh, dropping out there for a second? When we were sitting here extolling the 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 beauty and the magnificence of clean feed And you do this to me Yeah we are just talking about how great it was You motherfucker
7: You just had to open your big fucking mouth Didn't you Death by a hundred cuts That's what I uh, Death by a hundred cuts I'm glad you caught that too It's death by a thousand cuts Is that, <laughs> did, it, did it bother you that he said death by a hundred cuts Suspicious <laughs> yeah. Is that why you pulled it too Are we Are Suspect. we on the same page here
6: uh, I thought it was. I thought it was funny. I thought it would be a good uh, goat pairing. ISO.
7: Ah, uh, it pairs well with goat, much like a, a beautiful uh, Savion Blanc. Uh,
6: I also got this, Jim. I don't like the word, I don't the word tits. He doesn't like the word tits. He uh, doesn't like the word tits.
8: He doesn't like the word tits. I'm back. Sorry, the racism police must have got me.
6: <laughs> yeah. Wee wee wee. Oh, I guess. I guess technically. You should get a social credit demerit for
7: that. Ooh, next time don't oh, be no. so problematic. Yeah.
8: Okay, we'll have a conversation about that. <laughs>
7: <laughs> but in the meantime, please continue being problematic. Yeah,
8: well, that's about it. I just mean like I, I would kind of say like imagine you you got recruited to go to um, let's just say Brazil to work as a, um, uh, as a, as a technician in a, in, in a hospital, but then the hospital goes out of business and they're like, that's okay. Why don't you just go and play soccer instead? And you're like, I, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, I didn't come here to do that. So in a way like that, it's not that they're, they're, they're bad people. They're just in many ways, they came over to do ABC, but now they're being forced to do X, Y, Z. And in, in large part, in my experience, it's not working out very well for them
7: i like the the point you made about the cultural divide which is in japan you know customer service is a thousand times better than most places in the world and but then you go to a place like vietnam or china you know customer service is a little different and, yeah they're and boiling
8: cats on the side of the road
7: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I don't want to get too into that, but I see what the point is that you're making there. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a cultural
8: thing, seriously. You know, it's a major hurdle to overcome. Yeah, it is, and uh, hopefully, I even ran into like the get a bottle of. You can buy you can buy a bottle of Jim Beam from the convenience stores here for like fifteen dollars. So I went in to get that, and there was an Uzbekistan working uh, Uzbekistani guy working there at like two a.m. And I, we just started talking, and he he was like managing the whole place, and it was fine. It's, so it's, please get it's us like
9: medication.
8: It's just weird. <laughs> uh, one example where the, just for some reason the recent uh, wave of Vietnamese immigration, they're not they're not integrating very well because of the um, I guess too much government control. I guess I just want to say that. Okay,
6: I'm maybe talking
8: with the Vietnamese.
6: No, it's true. Yeah. I I am kind of curious about the uh, about. Uh, Japanese communists, but um, we did have we're starting to see some boostergrams roll through. Uh, that was Mary oh. Kate Ultra coming in putting a goat back together, uh, for for um, 9,999 satoshis. How do you got
7: through Fountain? Uh, she glued a goat back together for you. Uh,
6: we also got uh, some Jim Jones oh. ISO Jim Jones that we'll summon, uh. Based on what amount you send into the show, you can trigger different sound effects, and there's uh, upwards of fifty now. I want to say there's quite a lot. That's so interesting. So that there's
7: got to be with Bitcoin. It can't be you know you got to get on the new podcasting 2.0 action.
6: Yeah, there ain't no Doge coin here. No, no Dogen. No, there's no Tether.
7: No Ethereum. No, no, no. No
6: stable coin
8: coins shit coins
7: all shit coins no altcoins here we only do the true source stuff here the satoshis baby gold wicked wicked
6: and, and we do have uh matt written into tonight's uh live episode split so all of the sats are coming in hit that value split and then they automatically uh get divvied up um and i should say before i forget tonight's intermission i've got a special eight track that I have cobbled up and the intention will <laughs> will be to add to the RSS feed tonight after we post I'm going to write in a value time split so if you listen back to this episode during the intermission and you're using Curiocaster Curiocaster excuse me you should be able to boost during the different songs and those boosts will get sent directly to the artists that's the goal. We'll see how it goes. Fingers crossed. Timing is key, people. <laughs> <laughs> lots of lots of fun shit is going on. So I'm, I'm so excited about this new music stuff. So excited.
8: Me too. I'm a long-term musician, and I've really hated the fact that for the past 10 years or so, musicians just turn over all of their music in exchange for a couple of likes. Uh, having the ability to monetize it through the lightning network just makes a lot more sense to me. I I couldn't give a crap if 150 people listen to a track on Spotify and try to get, get that money out of Spotify. And it's like one fourth of a penny. It just, it doesn't make sense. And it just gives Spotify everything. And then Spotify turns around and gives us a a fancy dashboard. I'm just, I'm not into it.
6: Definitely feel you there. It's, it's an ongoing, um, <laughs> crusade.
7: <laughs> it is indeed a crusade against, a, uh, to the
6: take convenience. down, take down these platforms. You don't need them any more people. The convenience brokers they will make it convenient for you
7: they, they <laughs> as long as you give us everything.
6: Podcast in 2.0 is most definitely a good boy, but Spotify, not so much, oh. not so much.
7: Mm, that was Billy Steed with one, two, three, four, five saying Japanese eat dolphin. Think about it, Peter. Dolphin emotion. Think about Peter. Oh, I thought you said, think about it, Peter. No, think about
6: Peter. Think about Peter. Think about Peter the Dolphin. Matt, are you familiar with Peter the Dolphin? (laughs)
8: Uh, No. No, Peter is a a dolphin name. Peter
6: (laughs) is a dolphin name. Peter Peter the Dolphin was involved with um, very sophisticated science back in the 60s, was it? And they were doing a bunch of experiments down in Florida at the Dolphin House, and they—they're uh, trying
7: to break the interspecies language barrier, by communicating with the intelligent dolphin.
3: They also unwittingly, he had trained a dolphin to kill the president of the United States.
6: Uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, they were—they uh, were trying to speak, or uh, they were trying to learn dolphinese so that they could communicate with the dolphins in case aliens ever showed up. They ended up jacking off the dolphins, uh, giving them sexual gratification as it seemed to make them focus a little more and also fed LSD to the dolphins in attempts to talk to them.
8: That's uh that's probably not a good move. How did Peter turn out?
6: Uh, dead. He uh, ended up killing uh, himself or yes. something. Yeah. He ended up going stationary in the water and uh, essentially suffocated.
8: I've heard of dolphins doing that before as well. The Flipper did that. Oh. The man. TV show Dolphin. Yep. Yeah.
6: Yep.
2: Looked
8: at his owner.
2: A good boy. Yep. Went down it bottom
8: to of the What happens to the pool, great stars? Closed the blowhole and checked out.
7: <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> the pressures of worldwide fame, let it be a cautionary yeah, tale at yeah. all.
6: Uh, Flipper had information that may lead to the arrest of Hillary Clinton.
7: Oh, guess, and Tom Hanks hung out.
8: Yeah, he flipped himself three times in the head.
7: <laughs> <laughs> oh, three man. flips to the back of a head, man. Mm, suicide. Classic. Classic, Another classic suicide. suicide. Cut and dry, boys.
6: Oh man, we should uh we made it so far into the show. Uh Lavish, you drew a tarot card. We should uh crack into that.
7: Indeed, uh, every show we draw a tarot card uh, to open up the show, and today I drew from the uh, the David Bowie tarot set, <laughs> the Starman tarot set that was gifted to us by Reverend Dr. Pfeiffer, and today I drew the Reverse Prince of Swords, or the Knight of Swords. Uh, the Knight of Swords, if we just list a couple of keywords. Upright, the Knight of Swords usually means, well... Uh, you have the Knight of Pentacles, you have the Knight of Wands. The Knight of Swords is the most knightly of all the knights. It's the most driven, the most ambitious, and uh, some say even impatient. But it's about impatience, intellectualism, daring, focus, ambition. Uh, but when it's reversed, it can ha- it can denote all of the negative aspects of being assertive. It can be about ruthlessness or about being a bully. Or about being arrogant, or um, or hasty, tactless. Uh, This is the sort of uh, meaning that the reverse Knight of Swords could have.
6: Yeah, throw a dart to a movie that's got knights in it, and this is almost undoubtedly the uh, (laughs) the heel of the movie.
7: Yes, this is
6: the uh, the, the real piece of shit one. The one, the Black
7: Knight, the the Dick Knight.
6: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> the Dick Knight. <laughs> I will say, the Knight of Swords. I feel like is the one that's actually showing up, uh, uh, dressed to impress for his knightly duties because he's got a sword. You know, everybody. One guy brought a staff. Come on, the other guy's got yeah. some, some, you know, some change in hand. But this the, dude,
7: the the Pentacles Knight. He's retired. He's old, fat. Who cares? The one guy. He's poor. But the Knight of Swords. He's the warrior. He's the soldier.
6: Oh, I will say, though, Lavish, you're getting fact-checked by Private Browsing, and I can confirm that it's the Princess of Swords.
7: Oh, is that? Oh, I'm sorry. Is it the Princess? I thought we were doing male energy today. (laughs) female energy on the last one. You guys, I'm (laughs) so sorry. Oh,
6: good. Two
8: girls, one queen of cups.
3: (laughs) Where's the female representation on this?
7: Oh, what could I? What have I done? I'm so sorry. I, I missed the last letter of the one of the words, and it's actually the princess. That's some social uh, credit demerits for you. Well, gee, Willikers, I guess we're going to the, the Queen of Swords then. My <laughs> bad. But, you know, I have to say, with all of the discussion about this card, it has imbued itself into the episode regardless. So, might as well just have a duel.
8: It's a transition. It's a it's a female to male
7: <laughs> trans knights. <laughs> okay, so we're at the Queen which of Swords. Which one sorts.
8: is which? I don't know anymore.
7: <laughs> uh, uh, you demerit me. Another social demerit. My oh, uh, you hear that? That's my value split shrinking a little bit.
6: <laughs> <I> <laughs> right do. in the
7: right in the feed. <laughs>
6: right
7: in the feed that one's going to fees uh so the <laughs> queen of swords is uh well you know the queen has a, a maternal energy it's it's probably starkly different than the knight of swords uh the queen of swords usually means fairness or it means uh a maternal constructive criticism or uh, a very kind of neutral objectivity even that is in your favor it's something that's meant to help you but is also kind of honest and uh, independent of any sort of bias. But the reverse Queen of Swords can be, yes, you guessed it, the negative aspects of this. It could be a maliciousness. Uh, it could be a manipulativeness. It could be a harshness. Uh, it could be cruel. It could be deceiving, unforgiving, even pessimistic. Uh, that could be the association, of course. You could just have An obstacle in the way of getting to the upright uh, principles, which is fair and independent, and maybe you're almost there. You just have one last uh, turn of the maze to go through. Uh,
6: Her keen observations may lead her to be cruel to others. Sometimes she is both sly and deceitful, narrow-mindedness, and a tendency to gossip. Oh, she kind of Queen of Swords kind of reminds me of uh, Galadriel from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yes, she can be both.
7: Yeah, you know, if you give her the ring, then she gets all uh, weird and and mean. You know not what I'm gonna, saying?
6: Not gonna say it. Not you know what say I'm saying? It. Say, not it. say it. No, say no. it. Nope i I'm keeping my I'm keeping my score where it's at. Thank you very much.
7: Uh, no one shrinking your split. I'm on thin ice. I don't know if you were aware of this. <laughs> You are? I'm not aware awesome. of this <laughs> It's fine oh. hey, hey, blink twice if you're in trouble, alright Oh my god <laughs> <laughs>
6: Welcome to your doom
7: Oh gosh I
6: feel like there's, anyway. there's been a lot of queen representation as of late There have been a lot of queens it's part of your new
8: culture I, yeah, that's you know,
6: true. I'm okay with it, man. I am always in favor of a strong, upright uh, birthing person. See, I'm not gonna lose any points. Oh,
7: yeah. yes, queen, yes, yes, queen. No, no social points lost for you. A ne- Chest feeder. <laughs> chest feeder. <laughs> Oof,
6: that's a line. That's a a breeder. Line. breeder. Look at that breeder that's, over yeah. there. There you go. Breeder, I barely know her.
7: I definitely know her. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> that was for
6: uh, pronoun violation. That's one of the worst. <sighs> I know. Fuck. Um.
7: Uh, Chess feeder formerly Chucks.
4: Hi.
6: Okay. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> God. <laughs> pronoun violation.
7: Oh, this is getting off the rails. Oh, yeah.
6: Um, before it gets uh, to be too late, and we can never uh, bring it back from the edge. If you want to check out those show notes, you can always go over to zozoscorner.substack.com It's a weekly publication that we release uh, with each episode. It includes all of the notes, all of the um, producer credits, all of the links to the videos and clips. It's got memes in there. It's got links to all of our shit. It's a good time. You should check it out. It's uh, completely free, so there's no paywalls on that. No paywalls. It's the most important thing. Yes, because this is a value for value production, meaning that everything that we produce, we produce it out in the open so that you may enjoy it. If there's anything that you enjoyed, we just uh, want you to turn around and help produce the show, whether it be through financial contributions, booster grams, show art, story ideas we got a, we got a
1: thick uh
6: story piece written up for us tonight uh, by an unnamed producer which is very exciting
7: um yes and that is uh that's how the producership works I mean it doesn't have to be a, a fully sketched out thing like the producer this evening brought for us but it can be an idea or an article or any information at all more than happy to take any information at all if you go to boo at behind the schemes.com or lavish behind the schemes.com. Hell, even if you're listening to the show, you're a producer. That's how thick and deep Value for Value goes. And we do do this show live every
6: Monday night. You can check us out uh, over at badradio.live or the No Agenda stream or a podcast in 2.0 app that supports live. There's multiple ways to tune in. Uh, We start the stream at 7 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock Eastern, respectively. And then show starts at around... uh, 7:30, 9:30, 10:30 7:30, 9:30, 10:30 Eastern.
7: Just like that. Just like that. It's so easy. And also, I think we have a phone number line that you can call.
6: Oh, yeah. Epic. Based.
0: Groovy. Ooh.
3: Do a commercial. You're off the artistic roll call. Every word you say is suspect. You're a corporate whore. And uh, end of story. Roll it out the MK Ultra Song. Great. Six, one,
4: two, two, six, three.
9: What a bunch of freaks. It's like watching a freak show. It is a freak show. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It
2: is.
7: uh, Objectively so. 612-263-7999. Give us a call. Ask Matt a question if you have a question for him.
6: And, uh,. I, we do. You can also text that line, and we have a text message from an unnamed caller, and they sent a message saying, I spent all my sets paying a random person to say this, and they, sp- uh, they sent a link. Shall we? It's a mystery link. Oh,
7: boy. Love this a good a- mystery link. Let's do it. This is a big audio book recording. All big audio book recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, Please visit bigaudiobook.org. Oy ve! Mein Kampf by Adolf Hitler.
4: <laughs> Jesus.
8: Was that an AI Jewish voice? Oh, Cuz the way he said oi ve before reading Mein Kampf wasn't wasn't enough. <laughs>
6: it's it, i tell you man these computers they get crazier and crazier i've i've heard uh, i've heard tucker carlson wax eloquently about fucking Vaporeons, a pokemon which is the perfect height to get fucked at a staggering 3.3 meters i've heard biden have the same
7: conversation oh <laughs> i heard biden and trump and obama argue about which uh, elder scrolls game is the best for like 2 full hours very in depth stuff Uh, yeah, but that, I mean, this, we're talking about LibriVox here. There, there's a bajillion volunteers out there that will read whatever you want them to read. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Uh, This is a LibriVox recording. The protocols of the, wait, hold on. Sorry. Uh, go ahead.
6: We got, uh, another texter that sent in two images. One's a meme. Uh, the next one is a very not safe for work image that I will gladly share into the chat there for everyone oh, to check out. Let's publish that. Yeah. yeah. So see there, see that. There's the yeah. meme. And then here's the not safe for work edition. And, uh, you know, just be mindful. You never know what's going to come by your feed in the in the green room. Which you can go to irs, uh, badradio.live. There's a link straight into the chat room where you can hang out with us.
7: Oh, someone texted us some uh, some nice porno. Nice, yes. and they said not the best job. Yeah, they could have done a better job with that rope there.
6: <laughs> you know, I've been around a lot of ropes in my day. I'm just I'm not feeling this one. I'm not feeling this one.
7: Yeah, oh, no, come on, no, come on, yeah, hey. come on, rope. Look, I'm just a normal guy who's been to the Castro a couple of times, and I know that that's a bad rope job.
6: No, come on, my rope. No. Come on! <laughs> oh, filthy!
7: I'll
8: show her my ropes. <laughs> Why
6: don't I show you my ropes? See, look at these uh, ropes. I got some.
8: I got some ropes in
7: storage. <laughs> Can I put that in a t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I got some ropes in storage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> practical and playful
6: if you want to call into the telephone number line at 612 is the easiest way that you can reach out and produce this show you can call that number up any time during the week and you can leave yourself a scream what's a scream it's anything that you want it to be damn it
7: anything really yeah you can just like talk or you can actually scream and people scream all the time people scream if they're having a bad day a good day it really doesn't matter
6: a, a meh day. We get a lot of meh screams. People meh like, hey. screams? It's like, yeah, yeah, you know, I don't really have a lot to scream about. By the way, it's like, hey, you know, that works.
7: are like, here's a mayonnaise scream for you.
6: I saw Cards Against Humanity had released a new uh, tub of mayonnaise that you could buy in the card game section in stores. You can buy mayonnaise oh, at I'm the sorry. card games. Now I'm, I'm sorry, it wasn't mayonnaise. It was clamonnaise. So it was mayonnaise made with clams. It sounds
8: this future is something I'm not aware of.
7: <laughs> <laughs> I I like it. Abort! Abort! I want off this ride, man.
8: <laughs> clam? Is, is it? Is it like a clamato juice? In that way that it's like clam juice and tomato juice, or? Is clam mayonnaise meant to taste like mayonnaise, but be not mayonnaise, like a, a, a Beyond Burger type scenario?
6: I was, mm. I was not prepared for uh, <laughs> deconstruction of the clam mayonnaise. Because it's, <laughs> I'm gonna have to it's more it
7: vegan to, to uh, puree clams into a sauce than it is to just eat something made from eggs.
6: Oh, see, this is not it's as true. fun. It's clam-flavored mayonnaise. I was hoping it was mayonnaise where they had substituted the uh, the egg for clams.
8: <laughs> ah. Doesn't seem to be so the case. That would be a great dipping sauce for my cards. <laughs> I have some old Magic the Gathering islands that I'm not using. There we
7: go. <laughs> there you go. Ugh. Oh man. So it's not even like na- like is it a natural clam flavor, or is it just with clam number six or like
6: oh you know? let me go to their do uh to their website, clams.lol.
7: Okay, okay. Clams Clams.lol. <laughs> Introducing <laughs> clamonnaise. The delicious tangy mayonnaise made with real clams. So it's made with real clams. About time. Yeah. Give the people what they want. Yeah. They got tangy booty shorts. All right. Well. Not an advertisement.
6: <laughs> Just an observation. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna
7: bleep out this whole part.
6: Oh shit. They got a they got a clammy dick. They they sell a, a book called Clammy Dick. Uh it looks to be like Moby Dick, but with a clam.
8: This is a fantastic website. Clams.lol. It, it, it It's very navigatable um, The layout looks great And it has like an indie Kind of a screw you vibe to it But it's obviously capitalist This is fantastic mm-hmm. well, <laughs> I want the eat my clam bumper sticker mm-hmm.
7: I want well, the clam-a-nova silkscreen
8: They have yes we clam bumper sticker Which is that <laughs>
7: thing You clam do it
8: you clam do it.
7: Oh, they're all sold out of clammy dick, though.
8: Don't worry. I got some in my
7: rope storage. <laughs> I knew, I knew Is there that. anything your storage doesn't hold, sir? <laughs> I knew that oh, was yeah. good, and I still got choked.
8: <laughs> anything, uh, Anything hot and juicy, I can just find a place for it.
7: <laughs> That's going in storage. Show me on the doll
6: Whoa. where
5: the AI assaulted you. <laughs> oh.
6: Uh, uh, yeah, right. Wow. I this is a uh, quite a revelation. I'm also very just happy to learn that. Dot lol exists. Dot is, lol. Yeah. <gasps> we have to
7: make it behind the schemes. Dot lol. Now. Oh my
6: god, BTS.lol. Yeah.
7: All uh, right, let's we'll see. How much sh- is it? <laughs>
6: I will have to uh, look into this uh, immediately. Um, but also, lavish. Uh, do you want to maybe roll for a story? Or I got some some. It was a it was a very unexpected turn of s- clips that I found um, very interesting. Story.
7: Uh, well, I feel uh, I like that. Let's let's see what you found. We'll just forego the roll altogether.
6: Uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I, I've been sitting on this article for a minute. Um, I oop ooh ooh! Oh, 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 oh. oh. <laughs>
7: Piranesi put a goat back together. Gave us some clam sats.
6: Ninety nine, ninety nine. Yeah. So you could, um I guess we didn't clarify, Matt. You can you can murder a goat for six thousand six hundred and sixty six satoshis. Oh. But if you feel bad about it, you can put the goat back together for ninety nine, ninety nine.
8: Yeah, I've heard the, the 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 goats being um being uh, slaughtered.
6: Yeah. My kids yeah.
3: love skin.
6: <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. I don't know what I was doing with that one. That's good. Um so there was You can a-
3: also
7: shock our Gimp for 8888. Uh That's right. You can rack a line for 11 111, 1,
6: no, I think. No. No, the uh the the rack a line is
7: 36,500, 36, I think. It's it's a it's an eight ball. It's three five zero zero zero. Yeah, that's right. Okay, got uh, it. All right. Yeah. See, there's a bunch of them.
6: Uh, so there was um, I forget where I found this. It, it might have been the OBDM chats, but there was an article that uh, that came across, and it said the internet is made of demons. Now I don't know if anybody here is. Uh, overtly religious or how they feel about the the eternal struggle between good and evil um but upon really getting into this article i can only conclude that the author is totally correct that the internet is in fact made of demons and i got some information that uh, i would like to shed some light on see see how y'all are feeling by the end of this interesting uh, so, to catch us up, a theory circulated online postulates that the internet is made of demons. Uh, one meme used an example describes seeing a post on Instagram or Instagram that was a screenshot of a Reddit post containing a screenshot of a 4chan post containing a screenshot of a Twitter post that featured two images. Uh, now, I will say that I feel like this is kind of the baseline um, stuff that I just. Witness on social media It's people just sharing posts Incessantly from other platforms Across the board Whether it be Mastodon or the Fediverse Twitter Facebook, Reddit It's all just people sharing Screenshots from other platforms um, mm-hmm.
7: a, 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 An endless circle jerk, if you will
6: The circle jerk never ends Yes I feel like Feed or Facebook is probably by far the worst offender when it comes to just rampant posts that have you know just no context other than the screenshot. You and be- I'll
7: say that Twitter is the worst for producing these screenshots. Oh, yeah. I feel like people, everybody rips off Twitter. Yeah, it's the
8: place to rip off these days. I do it too. I, I if I find something on Twitter, I'll I'll screenshot it and post it on Facebook.
7: Yeah, yeah. we're all guilty. It's true. Now the uh, Twitter's never been better, by the way, never awesome. been better. It's awesome. Oh my god!
6: The article uh, mentions a meme that uh, uh, what was the actual descriptor of the meme? Uh, there was two images on the Twitter post. Uh, one of them was a microprocessor schematic, and uh, the other one was some uh, Solomonic sigils, which are kind of like old grimoire type, uh, working with demonology type things. Uh, the quote for the meme was, "Boy, I love trapping demons in microscopic silicon megastructures to do my bi- uh, bidding. I sure hope nothing goes wrong." And then they actually link to another example. If you look at this one, uh, it's a four-panel meme that shows the King's Pact binds them; they cannot show themselves or speak to us. A little troll face there, and what they're they're getting at here, the King's Pact. Uh, you have to create ways to see without seeing. You have to create ways to speak without speaking. Now, if you were going to see without seeing, where's the first place that you would go? If you wanted to check something out, but you couldn't see it with your own eyes, what would you do? I'd look at the screen. You'd look at the screen. And if you, I would
8: be the screen.
6: Oh, oh you would screen. We're, we'll, we'll get there. No doubt. We will get there. Uh, <laughs> and it works for creating ways to speak without speaking. Like I can fucking I go on all sorts of rants online. And am I really talking Who, or is it my fingers typing? It's the fingers typing.
7: You you spend all day long expanding your ideas, but you never actually speak out loud or talk to anyone. It's frequency
8: acquisition.
7: Well, I like that.
8: Mm.
6: What, I, I guess if you were to expand on that a little more.
8: Yeah. Okay. So if we're talking about demons, um, inheriting, uh, the earth through, um, the internet, the internet being mostly wireless would allow demons to, um, transmit inside of the bandwidth that they're operating in. And then they could come into the computer and inhabit that computer, possess the computer with the um, ears. They would be able to, um, take over the, the speakers, the microphones, um, the That would be for their voice and ears. For the screen, it could be the eyes. Access to the cameras, they'd be able to hive mind ex- outside. So looking from inside all of the computers to outside all of the computers. So the frequency acquisition would be more and more demons um, transmitting themselves instead of in the real world through an individual, which is demonic possession. They would possess or acquire, gain more acquisition of, the wireless frequencies that we are building more and more and um, spreading into the atmosphere more and more at higher and higher levels. And with a low earth orbiting satellites by things like um, SpaceX that would only give more frequency for demons to acquire and inhabit um, and transmit ideas from the devil to all of us in real time.
6: Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> are you sure you haven't read this article yet? <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking. I used to
8: teach executives, the like vice prince, vice presidents at a telecommunications, company, and I ran this idea by them once. He laughed at me, but not really.
7: <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, uh-huh.
8: what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, okay, sure.
7: Oh, geez, maybe you should move on, huh? <laughs> <laughs>
6: Uh, now, think of the internet. We'll continue on with the article. Uh, think of the internet not as a communications tool, but instead a platform where we, the user, are spoken through, uh, which you were just talking about being the screen there. Uh, you can see examples of this with the group talk or group think on TikTok. I, I threw in the ice bucket challenge as an example, uh, the homogenization of language. Uh, the author also addresses an Instagram meme where people respond with, quote, my brother in Christ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've I've come across this one, but it was my brother and Allah, uh, which I thought was a nice touch. Um, uh, Insula but uh, the author uses this as a demonstration of a of a meme quote a meme the my brother in Christ or Christ's name specifically losing its power or um, you know Christ's name no longer being able to scatter demons with its utterance. Uh. Mm. Online dialogue is a system of constant rewards. Uh, We all know that. The constant stream of likes and retweets and what have you. Uh, You can quantify how well received your thoughts are through metrics and uh, likes slash retweets. And this game is irresistible. People end up saying things that they would expect the machine or, more importantly, the algorithms. They would say things that that they think the algorithms want to hear i.e. people trying to game the fucking YouTube system. Do I have the right image? Do I have the right title? Do I have the right pose in my image? It's
7: almost as if it's an alchemical formula. We just get it just right.
8: I gotta show just the right amount of cleavage to attract viewers but not get a flag.
7: Mm Mm-hmm. I I need to stretch so much so that they can see my hoo-ha but not see my clam clam.
6: And there's yes. people really tear themselves up over that. I've definitely had conversations with them um, and they describe it, it just being like a drug St- straight up. They said, yeah, it's it's just like a drug. And people I say
8: kids drink less these days, but they're, they're, they're just drinking more of the algorithm sauce.
6: <laughs> and Xanax.
8: That's true too. They're and, all hopped up on. Addies man. Adderall bars, dog doing
7: bars, dog.
6: Uh, they, The author does uh, also suggest that this idea of kowtowing to the algorithm versus the actual art of censorship is more dangerous, so when people ch- try to fit their worldviews in this sort of artificial frame, that's more dangerous than the system clamping down on people that want to speak out, which I, I couldn't agree with that harder. I, I think that's absolutely something to consider because you do
8: it yourself you opt in so instead of being forced into something you don't want to do you opt in and even if you understand that it's not the best uh, for you you know that you are doing it so it's a uh, it's taking taking the stick and in putting into the hands of the algorithm
6: well and you're signing a contract essentially i would yeah. I, I, I absolutely think it's a social um unwritten contract but a contract nonetheless
8: and 10 years ago, before 4G really took off in our phones and our phones didn't have a good enough battery power, a lot of people um, would uh, watch like really offensive humor. Um, South Park comes to mind. And what was that uh, that show about the actors in, in Hollywood with the turtle was his name? They were just screwing and doing drugs and making bank and, and leaving like these real alpha male lives. But 4G comes around with some self censoring. Um, algorithms and now five years later that's toxic masculinity and we all have to oh entourage with, um entourage yes yeah uh, we now now it's quite the opposite of entourage now and that has to totally do with these, the self-censoring algorithms where people opt into it yeah 10 years ago we would be watching entourage now we are marching to lgbtq and it's just the herd being pushed and pushed and pushed
7: and there's a sense of, like, you don't have to overcome any trials. You don't have to learn anything. A lot of the entourage doesn't work so much because it is the toxic masculinity, but it's also imperfect people. Whereas where you watch, you know, like the newest Disney movie or Disney show, it's full of perfect heroes that don't learn anything and don't have to really do anything other than just be themselves. Be themselves. And that's the true power. You just have to be yourself, (laughs) which is such a fucking hokey, you know, naive way of thinking about the world. Yeah, you get tore up real well that way.
6: Actually, Uh. Lavish, you're making me think of uh, the the protagonist from the recent Disney movie Turning Red. She did learn something in that movie, and you have to give her (laughs) a shout out for that. She learned that she could essentially take a metaphor for being on her period and take pictures of it and sell it to the rest of her classmates and make bank off of it.
7: Yeah. And she learned that her mom is a dumb bitch and she doesn't have to listen to her mom and she can just do whatever she wants. And as long as she's just being herself, then she's the hero. <laughs> she is the hero of the story. Yeah. Uh. It's the same way with everything. <laughs> Fucking the new Peter Pan movie that just came out is that way. There's, there's it, a new everybody's Peter Pan? great. Uh, Yeah, they made a a live-action Peter Pan movie. Oh, cool. Where, you know, Captain Hook is just a misunderstood. Misanthrope. He's just a misanthrope. Yeah, he's just, you know, even pedos, man, they're just people, you know. They just probably had a rough upbringing. Captain Uh, Hook,
8: more like Captain Map. I'm a (laughs) minority-attracted person.
7: I'm the captain. (laughs) Captain Nambla, at your service. Oh, wait, Wait a minute! That's not a hook. Yes. No girls uh,
8: allowed here. This is the boys' club. Oh
7: <laughs> this is the found boys. I found mm-hmm. you. Are we
6: bold mm. enough to do Captain Nambla as a show title? We shall see. You know the. T- <laughs> <laughs> write it down. <laughs>
7: goes on to the sticky. <laughs> Captain Nambla. <laughs> Captain Nambla. <laughs> <laughs> it's the National Association of Marlon Brando lookalikes. People, don't don't get your panties in the jiffy. Okay.
6: Uh, so looking back at this article, uh, I really That's appreciated great. this uh, this next part where they, they're they talking about the – the to speak without speaking. Social media exists between speech and writing, so both spaces. It's almost kind of like its own little Schrodinger's cat where it's both alive and dead at the same time. Uh, social media belongs to the now, an instant with a time stamp. It belongs to the uh, – I'm sorry. As with writing, there's an archive. Social media is dialogue. It's responsive. With endless instantaneous back and forth, like writing, the audience is not present at the moment. A book or a letter is a trace of a person. The screen, instead of a page, is a collection of pixels and wires showing you people who aren't there talking to you uh, like they were human. It's kind of, it, it gives me the sense of apparitions almost. It's yeah. the the shadows of people, maybe.
8: And it's up to us podcasters to slay these demons.
7: <laughs> yes. We are <laughs> knights.
9: That's a fun fucking fact.
6: Uh, philosopher Emmanuel Levinas stated your ethical responsibilities came from people's faces. Uh, getting back into some, uh, some this, I mean, the scream of masking. Uh, as in looking someone in the eye, quote, the face is what prohibits us from killing or the human face is the conduit for the word of God. Um, they list feedback Hmm. as an example of a world without faces, even though it's called Facebook, it's all just dead, uh, dead avatars essentially that litter the app. The author describes FaceTime as if it was like playing with a haunted puppet. You cannot talk to directly or look the other FaceTime user in the eyes. Um, the machine is talking through you to itself. And this is so I've known this for a long ass time. When you when you FaceTime with somebody, it is physical. I mean, physically impossible to look them at the in, in the eye. It just does not happen. You can't do it. They would have to. Yeah, be you're a,
8: distracted by your own camera.
6: Unless the camera was right in the middle of the screen, I think that's the only way that you'd probably be able to pull it off. But you know, just a normal phone camera, or whatever, laptop camera. Um,
7: yeah, but it's about intention, it's about intention, yeah.
6: But you can't, like, he, there's just so much there in that eye contact.
7: Oh, yeah, so much eyes are the window to the soul, so much, and nobody and looks people at anyone in for the Cameras,
8: energy. right? Mm-hmm. You put a camera on somebody and they start performing. FaceTime is a performance,
7: mm.
6: I would, oh, say yeah, It. the same with microphones, too. I, I was yeah. informed by uh, Lightbright that I have my normal voice, and then I got a podcasted voice. I don't know what I the fuck too. she's talking about.
8: Yeah. I was <laughs> oh, listening to Lionel talk about this, and he was saying it's like uh, you have like some woman in a radio station, and she's talking about her bake sale, and she's not wearing headphones. She's like, yeah, so come on down. We're going to be on the corner of 5th and Main, and we're going to be... And she's like, can I get a pair of headphones? Like, don't put on the headphones. Then she puts on the headphones. She's like... Yes, we're going to be on the corner
7: of 5th and Main. That's right, people. We're baking hot, hot, hot.
8: Yeah, once you hear yourself with the microphone, your voice changes.
7: Oh, And then you get in there with the noise
6: gate, and you start playing with that compressor a little bit. You're like, oh, shit. I don't sound like that in real life. How do I sound like this all you the know? time? <laughs> Quick, give me, a, hey, yeah. give me a compressor to go.
7: It is magnetic. It is magnetic. You can't help it. I I know a lot of stand-up comedians that when you when you're a stand-up comedian, you kind of create a character for yourself where you you are yourself on stage, but you're not. You know? You're a little more animated, you're a little more you're a caricatured version of yourself when you're a stand-up comedian.
6: And I do want to clarify that I I I feel that's wholly appropriate. I, I just I think that it's a I don't know how many people would take it, but if you can self-deify yourself, fucking do it. Turn yourself into the character that you've always wanted to see. Why not?
8: Yeah, go to the gym. That's why a lot of people like little guys go to the
7: gym. They want to be big. I don't know if you guys are little. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry if you are. I I wouldn't describe either one of us as little. <laughs> okay. I get a social decredit. <laughs> fucking boobs is probably goddamn fucking 62 63 at least. Yeah, 64
6: 230.
0: Mm-hmm.
8: 230. Wow. Yeah, I'm six one 200. There's
6: a lot so, of tall ass right? dudes in a podcasting. I'll tell you that.
8: Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, we're, I'm, we're, six. We're a, I'm six. We're,
6: we're too tall for the cameras.
7: <laughs> we got a height for radio. Yes. That's right.
6: Now, the Internet of Things, or the machine, uh, we've already discussed the Uber Eats. It's got your food to your door. It's got the Netflix, the entertainment for your eyes. Uh, I included Passions on Demand for your hearts. Um, who shall we hate and love today, Dave? Uh the author is describing how the internet is training people to believe other people aren't actually people very dehumanizing. Um, and the internet exists outside of its quote unquote physical domain. It it exists outside of its realm. Um, they've got here listed stories of, uh, kids swiping on windows, expecting it to behave like it would a phone. Um, or uh, swiping on photographs, right? Trying to play with it.
4: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
6: Very, uh, very, um, oh my God, industrial revolution, uh, Kaczynski type shit. Professor Ted.
8: Oh yeah, the technological
6: society. Thank you. That's the one. Yes. Yes. Yes.
8: My son, who's two years old, we don't really use smartphones and we don't have a TV in the house, but we still have, you know, we still have the phones and everything. He calls the smartphone Shashin in Japanese. And that means photograph. So when he sees the smartphone, he associates it as it being a a picture as opposed to anything else. So what you're saying about the kids swiping on the pictures. Yeah. That's the way my son sees the smartphone. He sees it as a picture.
6: Well, I mean, that's that, that makes hell of sense because we started with pictures and we went, went to the movie picture, moving pictures. And then progressively down the line, you get pictures in hand. You got your phone in hand, little black Mm. obsidian scrying disc.
8: The same dimensions as the 2001, um, Odyssey, uh, black thing. What is that? The obelisk. Yeah. Yeah. That, that movie has the dimensions of the obelisk in the mise en scene and the background all over the place in different colors, depending on the situation, like in Mm -hmm. the panels of the walls, it's everywhere. If you look at 2001 space odyssey, and you look at the yeah you know, the obelisk dimensions with the monkeys fighting, that that represents the technological society. Then that then those dimensions are imparted into the mise en scène and all of the technology that is being used by humans in that movie. It's fascinating.
7: That's wonderful, yeah. And it becomes a, a foundational building block of of everything to come. That's really.
6: Well, it's just like Star Wars, or excuse me, Star Trek, planting the seeds for the flip communicators and the space stores and shit. You got to put it out there if you expect it to become a thing. You got to plant those seeds in people. Do you, do you consider
8: that to be predictive programming? Were we predictive, predicted, programmed by things like Star Trek?
7: Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh man, yeah. yeah well, Star Trek has a bunch of Freemason references and but all even, kinds of that stuff.
6: Even if we unplug all of the sort of um, hypotheses and curiosities Around Star Trek At the core of it Kid watches Star Trek Says holy shit Those space doors are so cool What's happening is just two guys hidden behind the wall That are opening and closing the doors at the same time It's a practical effect But that kid gets in in His mind that oh, I want to go make that what, what happens? Turns around goes and makes space doors Mm-hmm
7: Or communicators like FaceTime, you already talked about. I mean, FaceTime was, is absolutely a Star Trek invention. They were doing FaceTime on phones 30, 40 years before, you know, and it absolutely directly led to someone going, yeah, I want to make that. I want that to exist. And that's why we have a fucking camera on the front of all of our phones, you know, in part because of (laughs) Star Trek.
8: Even Inspector Gadget. I was, I'm trying to introduce my son to more English content. And I was watching. uh, Showed him an Inspector Gadget cartoon, and we watched one where it's like in the Olympics. It's basically Klaus Schwab is Doctor Claw, and and they (laughs) they have all of these like World Economic Forum type people trying to sabotage the Olympics at every turn. It's it's a very odd odd thing if you if you look at like the Davos crowd now, and then you go and watch Inspector Gadget um, the Olympics episode in the snow for the Winter Olympics, it's like the same thing. It, it, one's a much more kiddier version, but it's crazy how I was like, wow, did, did Inspector Pro did, did Inspector Gadget pre-program me to hate Klaus Schwab?
7: Or to assume that it was just going to be a part of your world and that there was going to be someone else who's going to save you from it. Good These are the sorts the of inside things...
8: Or just pushing an agenda?
6: Wait, does that mean Zelensky is... Inspector Gadget? Is that how that works?
8: Zelensky is the insane yodeler.
7: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Zelensky is Ren and Stimpy.
4: <laughs>
0: yeah, that guy's <laughs> not going to end up in a good
8: place. Or maybe he will. Maybe he will. Uh, maybe the, I'm thinking he's going to get the World Health Organization ahead.
7: Maybe, or maybe he's going to close his blowhole and go to the bottom of the pool. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to disappear with a billion dollars.
6: I'll, uh, wrap up here on this article. Cause it gets into some really kind of heady esoterical stuff. They, um, they, they describe how there's uh, a 16th, 17th century text called the, I have the name of it. Um, here somewhere. Essentially it was just a book of incantations to, to work with demons or spirits, uh, uh, aerial spirits specifically a uh, stag mm. st- stag steg ugh, stegna- steg 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 steganographia there we go i think i got that probably not yeah perfect Oh no, I mean, no good T- terrible terrible pronunciation um this was a book that i guess alistair crowley actually lifted a lot of the text from when he went to go republish the the uh, lesser key of solomon uh, I'm not familiar with this book but it sounds very interesting because it turns out that this book is a, a extremely early version of uh, cryptography and that there was secret codes written into the text. The third volume was finally decoded by A.T. in 1998. So, it uh it had definitely had some lasting power. But this te- oh, shit this text is describing um, just the way that uh, you know if there, if there was a person that wanted to send a secret message um, or hide their intent in the message so that only that person that it was intended for uh, was able to decipher the meaning, <clears throat> they, they describe turning you would write your note, turn to the east, recite this incantation. And then when your message was delivered to the recipient, they would turn to the West, recite the same incantation back, and then the true hidden intention of the message was then slowly revealed to the person. And it was believed that a, um, an aerial spirit would travel and bring the understanding to, to, the, to the recipient, basically. Um, it's it's very interesting stuff, and I mean they they're describing here the brazen head, which they argue is an early example of AI. This was a an early automaton that can answer simple yes or no questions. Big old fucking beefy head thing uh, it scared the shit out of a lot of people. Uh, thought it was witchcraft, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's it's basically they're final argument is that the internet has existed in the subconscious in some form or fashion in people for a very long time, very long time. And that the early mystics and alchemists were fully aware of this.
7: I like that. Or that the internet is a reflection of, of a a primordial human inclination that has been around for generations since time immemorial. The, the, The internet itself is, just a re-reflection of something that's always been there.
6: Well, it's the cosmic web of communications. It's the way that you know plants communicate via pheromones. The way uh, whales call out, and sing their songs. The yeah, because
7: we before the internet was around, people were on the same page about shit. News travels fast, you know.
6: Yeah, and uh, actually, kind of looking back on a, uh, a a message from private browsing in the chat. Uh, she was asking if uh, millennials were any better with aim and uh, e-bombs world, and I had a a, st- uh, a stat here. Studies are concluding that empathy is declining in young internet users since the early two thousands. Uh, people are becoming less capable of in-person communication. Feelings of loneliness are on the rise, and twenty-two percent of millennials say that they have no friends.
8: <laughs> the internet is a uh, mechanized subconscious.
7: Yeah.
6: I've
8: noticed in Japan, millennials are very not good on average in social situations. Um, I'll be getting onto an elevator with my son in a baby carriage and they walk into the elevator with holding their phones and and walk into the baby carriage.
0: (laughs) I was like, what are you doing, dude? Get out of here. Uh, Mm
8: -hmm. That type of stuff is quite common. Not all the time, but common enough where you, you got to be aware of the um, millennial smartphone zombies. Yeah.
6: Mm. It was like the zombie apocalypse here when Pokemon Go debuted.
8: Japan too. You'd walk into like this random back street where you just taking a shortcut and there'd be 50 people holding their phones, standing in all different directions from each other, not doing anything, just trying to get the Pokemon so you'd be like, this is
7: creepy. <laughs> it's <laughs> witchcraft good. all the way. I mean, whatever and it's want, very
8: disruptive. They would do it in shopping uh, areas as well. So you'd have 80 people standing outside of a restaurant not going in. Oh so that God. type of technology is used purposefully to disrupt uh, brick and mortar areas, bring down the value, and then can be repurchased uh, for pennies on the dollar by... <laughs> conglomerates, And then you just change the location of the Pokemon and uh, those people go away and then the value can go back up again for those brick and mortar shops because customers come back.
5: Yeah, it's a nasty scheme.
6: Dirty. I didn't think about it in that regards, but I, I absolutely like the concept of that. Chilling. Yeah. Uh, oh and-
8: yeah. Well it, it's weaponized flash mobs. Like all these people doing flash mobs in 2006. We're like, yeah, we're going to run around the corner at two 30. It's going to be hilarious. But then five years later, it's protesters. And then 10 years later, it's Pokemon go. It's, it's the hijacking of the, uh, of the mechanized subconscious or corporatocracies.
7: Mm-hmm. And motivating people's intentions and, and, uh, attentions, intentions and attentions.
8: Naomi Wolf talks about that too. She's she's like a big lefty feminist person who's come around towards a lot more rational thinking in the past few years, and she's a tech founder as well. And She's saying a lot of these uh, tech companies, they want you on your phone as you're walking up and down the street because then you're not going into shops and your attention is diverted towards their cloud-based uh, uh, services instead of person-to-person services.
7: An economy that they can control when, yeah, e- in e- real time. When you go,
6: uh, I don't know how much you're seeing it there, but here we got, um, self checkout galore. It's big here too. Now. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. And again, uh, I- and again, there's a fucking monitor that says, Hey, we're watching you by the way. And then you're like, you're sitting there, you're checking out and you got this whole performative piece that you're watching of you. That's cashing everything out and paying. And, there's nothing else going on in the area. So you're just sitting there watching the, the monitor. Oh,
8: weird. We don't have the monitors. I think that would be illegal in Japan. Um, I don't think Japanese people would put up with that, but they, they, the self checkouts are, are rampant. Yeah.
9: Um, and you, you know, was, you're something doing something
8: someone's job for them. Yourself. About time. It's about, it's the technology is so easy to use now. 20, 30 years ago, You'd need to understand how to operate a cash register and there'd be levers and buttons and things you need to push. But now it's just a scanner. You're just holding mm-hmm. a scanner and going boop, 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 I don't think you need to have a bunch of people employed to do
7: that, to be honest. Just to make sure you don't steal stuff, I guess, is the idea.
6: I think that even is if... One issue that they're having here is uh, just the the shoplifting as a result.
8: Shoplifting is very rare in japan it does exist but you can put an ai camera outside of your shop and if somebody is looking around furtively the ai cloud compute cloud-based computation will send a a notification to the manager the manager can just go outside and look at the person and offer help and if the person's there to shoplift they'll just run away so those types of um systems are in place uh, here
6: (laughs)
0: terrifying
6: there was a (laughs) there was a um A hardware store that I was working at during the the pandemic there for a little bit. And they had AI cameras that they could tag people, uh, known shoplifters. And it would set off alarms if they tried to enter the store. Crazy shit.
7: Yeah. Over here in San Francisco, entire franchises are just leaving. Walgreens and these these companies, they go, uh, you know what? We're not going to operate here anymore because you guys just rip us off all day. It it costs us more to operate here than it does to just shut our doors.
8: It's also a breakdown in trust. You don't want to be in line and have somebody else come in and just steal a bunch of stuff and leave. After the 10th time, you might be like, "Eh, I don't like this system. It kind of blows.
7: It's the broken window theory. If you got one broken window, then everyone else is going to say, well, it's okay to break the windows. The next thing you know, the whole building's busted and shut it up It's so leading by example mm.
8: Have you seen the facial recognition toilet paper dispensers they have in China?
7: no oh God no
8: yeah because there the too many people were using the free toilet paper in certain parks in Beijing so they installed facial recognition toilet paper dispensers. You would go up and you would scan your face and it would give you 70 centimeters of toilet paper. And the next time you were able to scan and get more toilet paper would be in ten minutes' time. Uh, So they would use your face as a lock on the toilet paper dispenser. So if you if you needed more than seventy centimeters, uh, you were shit out of luck.
7: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my! (laughs) Up the creek.
8: Mm, Yeah. So, but that type of um, surveillance is spreading very rapidly in China at the moment it's it's crazy how ubiquitous it is
7: and normal very normalized
8: yeah they got everybody with the QR code payment schemes and replacing it with cash because uh, it was such a low trust society so much currency was was fake so you have counterfeit so you would bring counterfeit money to somebody they would sell you a, some counterfeit goods and you would pay them in counterfeit money but then when the uh, QR codes came along, it was legitimate. The money was legitimate, even though it was digital. And you couldn't just walk up to somebody and scam them or steal their money because their money was on their phone and your phone can be tracked. So it lifted up the trust in, in China very much where like the new DD app or the Uber type apps meant you couldn't scam people as easily. So everybody got on it. We're kind of forced to, but it was a a no but situation, not a yes and situation. It wasn't. I have cash and I have digital options. It just replaced everything, and now that became a centralized system headed by Xi Jinping now, and it's being used as a very tight control mechanism. So the farther that the QR code gets pushed up against you, and the less that you can interact with that QR code, it just represents more and more. Um, potential government uh, censorship applications that can be delivered onto the people. So started out as something that was really cool, but that's why I like the yes. And I like having a bunch of different payment options. It increases my access to my finances. It doesn't limit it. So when somebody comes with me with a QR code or cash, I think, great. I have more options now, but when it's narrower and narrower and more and more replaced, then I, something's up in that situation.
0: Hmm.
6: It's fascinating. Uh, this is, um, I mean, it's been a recent development just getting into the Bitcoin. So I've never really been in a position where I've got, I guess, multiple ways to use uh, just different types of money, really. Um, but there, yeah, uh, there is a couple of clips here that I had pulled, uh, although I am looking at the counter and it's about time for intermission. Um, so perhaps we'll do we want to
7: save them for a second half and we'll just take a quick intermission and, and get back to it.
6: Well, I got uh, we could do some a couple of scream mails here. We got a few, we could
7: do one or two of these screamos. Yeah, let's do a scream mail. Ah, uh, fuck,
10: uh, boys, uh, I'm back on the fucking bridge again. Oh, not
6: that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. Good <laughs> luck, caller. We'll get back to you, caller. Hang in there.
10: <laughs> oh, there we go. Mile marker 23. Just getting off the longest bridge in Louisiana. I mean, the longest bridge in North America. I mean, the longest bridge in the world. Wait, did I leave my wallet at the job site?
4: Ah!
6: Uh, just the the essence of the human tragedy (laughs) yes a tale in 5x (laughs) let's see how (laughs) let's see how this tale wraps
10: ah fuck boys i'm back on the fucking bridge again you wouldn't believe the shit i had to do to that crazy toll bridge girl Get back on this thing, yo! No, that pics. Send pics, (laughs)
7: Billy.
10: Anyway, I figured I'd call in and tell you a joke that uh, I guess can't really tell anymore for the moment. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Don Lemon is, is I believe, from Baton Rouge, and uh, oh my! You know, since he's not a, a a spanker anymore on the TV. Can't really tell this joke too much anymore, but I guess we'll give it one more go. Uh, unfortunately, they had a bad situation a couple of years ago where I think his sister, uh, they were out on 4th of July, and uh, I no, think no. they fell in the mighty Mississippi, and uh, that was the last anybody saw of her. You know, she uh, had an accident on the water and drowned, and, uh, you know, I guess being an anchor runs in the family. Uh,
7: Well, maybe not anymore, but uh, all right, boys. Mm, Merit points for you, caller. You
6: can't find anything unless you dig. Got to dig for it, caller. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Uh, Wow. How about them bridges?
7: (laughs) I'll tell you. They said it was a bridge to nowhere, but they was lying. Huh. He was lying. <laughs>
6: That's funny. <laughs> well, thank you very much, caller. We appreciate that. Uh best of luck indeed, on, your tra- on your travels, I, I hope the the to- the toll girl was uh pleasant or boy. Yep. I Sounds
7: like you paid the toll, caller. So job bless. Um in
6: that regards, I think that brings us to tonight's intermission, which I should most definitely timestamp this because this will be important information for post production. Um,
7: and this is an intermission that you conjured yourself.
6: Yes, this is true. And, uh, it actually starts off with none other than Matt Bigelow's uh, recent track that I found on your website. Uh, beekeeper. Oh, thank you. Mm.
8: I did all this myself. I did all the performance, all the recording, all the miking, all the mixing and all the mastering. Uh, it's all me and it's all real instruments. Hell
7: nice. yeah. Nice. Nice.
6: Good stuff uh, Matt's got a lot of music posted up over there At uh, Matt, MatthewPNBigelow.com Badass We've featured it quite a few times on, uh, on the show here Always always happy to play it uh, Now where do I put that tape at?
7: You with that old A track
6: It's a little stuck Give me a second yeah, Oh, there it goes stuff. It's great, you know
7: You you know how to jiggle
0: Oh.
9: Dear Lord, the ribs you took from us are asking us to cash at them before starting a conversation.
0: I cut a hole for the electrical box. It's round. So? So, haven't you ever seen an electrical box? It's rectangular. What, this won't work? The only thing this is going to work for is a glory hole. A glory hole? What's that? Where the hell did Jack find you, anyway? Santa Monica Boulevard. Figures. Well, you just go put your face up to that opening, and I'll show you what a glory hole is used for.
2: When my spirits go one from Did you eat all the macaroni and cheese? Nothing's better than cheddar! Cheddar Goblin!
0: Goblin by Devane has 60% more cheese than the next leading brand. Kids and Goblins agree. Cheddar Goblin tastes the best. That's why Cheddar Goblin was rated number one three years in a row. Cheddar Goblin by Devane. It's Goblin good.
10: I am so tired of peeing. I drink the water I apparently need to live or something And then I have to go put the water somewhere else five minutes later I drink the water I go to a place to undrink the water I wash my hands I leave And then I have to drink more water Guess where that water ends up? Not in me I give the water to my body And like a child It tosses it out And demands more All hours of the day All hours of the night No matter what I'm doing My life is interrupted by this Fucking bullshit
2: Turn
0: to Behind Behind the schemes. Schemes. Starring. And
6: Welcome back to the second second half of uh, Behind the Schemes, episode one fifty one.
7: That's right. It's episode one fifty one, which means it's May eighth, twenty twenty three, which means it's uh, currently nine twenty five p.m. over here on the Breath Coast, which means it's eleven twenty five. On the central coast, which means it's midnight 25 over there on the beast. So happy midnight 25 to them. It's also 1025 to those living up in the high altitudes of Mount me area. I wonder
6: what is the current time in Japan right now? It's
8: 125 PM on a Tuesday afternoon.
6: Love it. What time do you normally record your show?
8: These days um, I do the Japan what podcast at Matthew P and Bigelow.com at uh, I record at 1130 in the morning on a Monday, which is tough after a weekend with family. But the reason I do so is because there's so much construction going on in Tokyo right now. Everybody takes a lunch break from noon to one. So I hope to get the bulk of the recording done when everyone is on lunch. Mm. Uh, That's that's the idea. Mondays. From noon to one, but I don't do it live. I do some post-production and then and then send it out later in the day. Hopefully around 4 p.m. on Monday is when I like to get it out.
6: Nice. Yep. Yeah, good. Got to produce it, get it posted. Can't sit on it. Nope. G- get exactly. It, get it out while it's hot.
7: Yeah.
8: The, the the thing that takes the most time is just getting it out of the computer and up into the internet. That You know, these large audio files you can listen to them really easily inside of the program, but you get them out of the program and put them up onto a website. it's like, Oh, that takes, takes a while sometimes.
6: Yeah. yeah. That was a big roadblock that we were running into, uh, just kind of learning this whole process. And we would make these suit or I would produce these super large audio files and I would put them through the podcast host and it would sit there and take man, hours, hours
7: to, it would take
6: hours and I need we we'll
7: sitting there until like three four in the morning just waiting for these things to to go through.
6: And just based off of the way that we publish the show, I need that um, that newly minted RSS feed from the podcast host to continue the process. And then like it's another hour or two of work on top of that. It just became so much easier to um, just start doing kind of smaller files, uh, smaller bit rates, shit like that. So.
8: By the time it all gets compressed and put into people's phones, it sounds so different anyways. Like the Beekeeper song sounded great on my end. It, it, there's no problems with it at all. But it, the, the way that the internet takes it and processes it, I could tell like, oh, the, the symbol is a little bit more like to the left than what I had it. You know, I know the song so intimately, but it's just interesting how like the, you'd make all these things and then the internet takes it and kind of does something with it anyways. Right. So yeah. the intent behind all of like making everything, the way you want it uh it's crazy how like just uploading it to somewhere now suddenly something has changed i also noticed like i try to get the settings for my microphone for the podcast like just perfect but then i'd listen to it on spotify and i'd be like it sounds different than when i listen to it on my website so they're processing it as well you know so it's like hmm. processing on top of processing on top of processing on top of processing so by the time you the have no control over the uh, at, uh, thing yeah yeah, it's completely different. It doesn't sound bad. It's just like there's no complaints about it. But I'm just like, it's interesting how the internet takes that and just changes it somehow. Somehow it's changed.
7: And you have the control with something that you've made yourself your own song. You can take it and you can listen to it, and you can listen to these other things, and and you can tell exactly how they're altering the the processing.
8: Yeah, and they're doing it just because they need to manage all that files coming into their cloud-based servers. All those yeah, files, it's all about compression service and. And so it is what it is. And you know, it's great that other people can just push a button on their phone and listen to it. Uh, So it's, it's not a complaint at all. It's just kind of interesting to note how it changes. Oh, that's okay. It changed. Okay, sure. I don't mind. It's just, it's different.
6: Yeah. It's different. Thanks for playing the song
8: Beekeeper, by the way. I appreciate that.
6: (laughs) Oh yeah, man. Absolutely. Uh, My pleasure. I love, I mean, all the music, that we've been bringing to the show it's all CC by we've got it all linked um it's nice for us because we can take ourselves a little breather and just listen to music that uh, you wouldn't find elsewhere unless you were actively searching it out um and I should take a moment to give special thanks to Stephen B for setting up the Ellen beats website Ellenbeats.com I was making the rookie mistake of going to the music side project website which I guess is not in active development anymore because he switched everything over to Ellenbeats.com and it's a podcast in 2.0 like music player, but it's just music. And, um, uh, I actually took some time and took some of my dad's music. That was the last track that we were listening to in tonight's intermission. It's, uh, the band rusty ah, gate and nice. um, good song. It's the only music that I had that I could upload to, um, the host is Wave Lake, which I haven't really messed around with too much, but they were recent guests on podcasting 2.0. They got a lot of cool merch stuff that they do. It's kind of like a, uh, an associated project, but, um, yeah, I went through the whole process set up through Wave Lake, and then, uh, took the feed that they generated and submitted it to the podcast index and Stephen B's Ellen beats ingested it automatically and boom you know you got boostable music uh tracks that were recorded what 1996 i think 97 um it's wild um so i just i'm i'm very excited to to play around with this value time split tonight and um definitely had to get Able and uh sir spencer's Willow Brown featuring Scream Mel's track from the out al- the hit album, Abel and the Wolves, Stay A While.
7: Yes, yeah, a pioneering <laughs> album in the in the uh, in the space, as it were.
6: Yep. It was the as far as I'm aware, this was the the Stay a While album was the first one that included all of the music tags ready to rock and roll. So it had the musicians listed. It had the art for each track. It had the, with the artist value splits included, uh, it had the lyrics, uh, embedded in the RSS feed, all sorts of cool stuff. And I'm very, very happy with those, with what those boys produced. It was really good stuff.
8: Yeah. It, it needs to be more, um, commercially accessible though hopefully like with the the amount of care and attention that's being laid out in this infrastructure for podcasting 2.0, because most people who aren't technical, we're not going to be able to access it. They just want to push the button on their phone and I get that too. Um But hopefully with, with this amount of care being established into the infrastructure itself, when it spreads out to a wider audience, that the the intent will be there because the intent and the coding are, are one and the same, right? You don't want you don't want bad people making code, but when you imbue your your values into the code of infrastructure and it rolls out, it's hard to combat that unless you
7: delete it.
6: Yeah, and that I mean that's it just it screams to the beauty of free and open software. Because uh, I but you're
7: I, right about the accessibility. Uh, which is something that they're always kind of chipping away at slowly bit by bit. It, it does get somehow more accessible all the time. Oh, yeah. If you look back still, at one
8: year from from now, like in the past to now, it's it's way more accessible. It's made so it Just leaps. in one year alone, it's, it's so much easier. And uh, more and more developers yeah. are getting in on it as well. So a lot of people don't like the current infrastructure. Like we kind of had the internet stripped away from us starting with Facebook, uh, I, I used, I've been an internet user for my whole life and the free and open internet was supposed, Facebook was supposed to be that, but it wasn't. And then YouTube was supposed to be that. And it wasn't and Google and Spotify, came in and Google yeah. all and Google, they all kind of backstab. So they developed this user base. Then they just backstab the user base and repackage all their data to sell to enterprise solutions. It, it's a, it's and a bought out their competition
7: I, and destroyed everything that, it was good and well and you know they, with this they infrastructure have coming
8: in good luck destroying it you know good luck i yeah, it's gonna be yeah.
7: impossible to destroy it
6: yeah that's, oh that's the God. trick with it <laughs> my jimmies are all a steward did right now
7: just thinking that, about it that inaccessibility does add a layer i think of defense it, it does in a way you have
8: to want it and that's a big part of the internet you have to want it yeah. original internet you have to want it you have to go and get it yourself
7: it's that's you what free information has shown to you. you gotta you yeah, gotta yeah, yeah. actually actively seek it out because it can't be you can't be presented to you in a way where you there's can still just a whole bunch of people that
8: want to access it and find it but they're not coders for example so it's kind of the coder's responsibility to find mm-hmm. that market segment and get the product into their hands
7: yeah I totally agree and it's, it's not
6: awesome so much though. about paywalls, more so labor walls. you got to put the feet forward. Just got to jump in. Mm. Uh, labor walls. To, to quote a very dear friend to the show, you just got to get in the car and drive. <laughs>
8: so, <laughs> so what do you mean by labor walls?
6: the The only walls that you have to climb over is the actual doing of the setting up the wallet. Or f- learning how to fill said wallet with a credit card, debit card, bank account, whatever. It's a time
7: sink. It's, it's the, that's the argument. It's the convenience is time. Uh, it,
6: it's learning how to get voiced in the no agenda IRC chat room, which is, I mean, it's no more than just saying, hey, this is yeah. my email. This is my password. Uh, go to your email. Click on link. Get voiced. Allows you to talk. But that is... It stops a lot of people from getting into the IRC chat because they they hit this thing that they've not seen before. They don't know what internet relay chat is. It doesn't have all the bells and whistles of Discord or you know Facebook Messenger, what the fuck ever, and um, they get turned off by it. It's the same with uh, the Fediverse. You know they're clicking around and it doesn't have a singular like home feed, and then the people that you follow. There's this third tab. Called the federated, and you're just assaulted upon the eyes with a, a an onslaught of hentai. Which which is okay, I you know mm-hmm, to each mm-hmm. their own. You can mute them, but it's it just it turns people off when it's like, oh, I don't recognize this. This is not familiar. This is not my beautiful. This seems house. dangerous.
7: This seems bad. Shouldn't suspect. be suspect. Suspicious. I get
8: the same thing from a uh, Gab as well. I, I like a lot of what the Gab infrastructure represents, but. uh I've been getting some good feedback from my podcast there, uh, but sometimes they just get real kind of like, I, I, Hey, I have this uh, thing about artificial intelligence. And some guy is like, I only care if you're pro white. <laughs> okay. Well, I, that's not really the thing I'm talking about. Artificial intelligence. Uh, even though there's not, that's not all gab is it, it lends into that. So like Mastodon will give you all the hand tie or whatever, an onslaught of stuff that you're not. Yeah. So Or 4chan. Gab infrastructure is really good, uh, but there is that element, that unsavory um, element that we're, or it's just like too much Trump supporters or too much Republicans versus Democrats. Like, yeah, I'm not here for that, you know? So it's hard to get past that, that noise, the signal.
7: Some of the finesse I think is in whittling down your own community and finding if you can see all that and then slip into the grooves where you know that you actually fit the place you want to be. Because there's always gonna be hentai and and uh you know white supremacists. You just gotta get used to that. The hentai you know? will That's not the end. title
8: of the show Hentai White Supremacists.
7: <laughs> hentai and white supremacists and taxes. What and is, death. what is this, a post podcast? Come on. Uh <laughs>
8: um but Booberry, I just wanted to say thank you because you've been helping me so much actually get my wallet established and get my my sorry ass um, on more involved in the podcasting 2.0 infrastructure. Uh, you've been such a, such a help. So pleasant to deal with and you, you follow up and it's been nothing but great. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for your um, help and effort over the past few months. It's nothing but thank you.
6: Oh Hell yeah, Thanks man. It's uh, you know, it to hear you discuss it on this show after the fact and, and, it just it, it flowed so naturally it was almost like you were um, ready for this to happen before even podcasting 2.0 was a thing it's um it it feels good it legitimately definitionally feels good to uh to have somebody just be receptive and and ready to rock and roll fuck around and find out
8: yeah I had an idea a few years ago. I used to be really involved with the local music scene, not so much anymore just because of age and then pandemic and all that, but I was so tired of just getting likes and and retweets or something like that for music efforts. I I wanted to launch a cryptocurrency for for local music called SnobCoin. you would be able to, it'd be like a $5 a month subscription and you'd get a certain amount of snob coins. And based on what you're listening to, you'd be able to give a certain percentage of those snob coins to the musicians that you wanted to work with and stuff like that. I I never managed to get it off the ground, but I've been interested in these types of um, uh, payment methods, you know, value for value, even before I really learned about value for value from from the no agenda podcast. Cause it's like a technology that's already there and we're all kind of in the underground anyways. Uh, why not utilize that technology, you know? So anyways, thank you. Thank you very much.
6: Not a problem, man. And anybody listening to this after the fact, I am more than happy to uh, help you get onboarded. Um, and it's, I mean, it's at the point where there is not a Sphinx chat that you have to figure out at this point. It's, It's not much different than getting signed up for any other set of services that you would uh, already be using.
8: Like an email. But I I will say that Booberry is a very much a, a yes and person. You're like, Hey, I set up my wallet. He's like, very good. Yes. And here's something else you can do, (laughs) 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 which is good because it's making other people aware of the um, options available. Uh, Yeah. And it's the labor wall that you're talking about. And, yeah, it's, it's interesting to figure it out. It's it's better than just kind of scrolling mindlessly through whatever feed. You know, you're kind of, you're getting involved, you're getting your boots wet, um, your feet wet into this infrastructure and getting value out of it in return. Yeah, it's cool.
6: And it's it's crazy because kind of harkening back to what we were discussing on the first half or the first second half, it's uh, these interactions with the internet in this capacity is having a direct outcome on the physical world surrounding me. Like I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to move into a spot where how do how do you work for value with people on the DL? Um, you know, whether it be printing stickers up, making shirts, whatever. Uh, I just, I want to, I want to take it further. Damn it. It's not going to end. Yeah. No, <laughs> uh, no, no. Speaking of, uh, we should, um, we got a couple of people that we should thank for tonight's episode helping us produce it.
7: Indeed, this is a value for value program. Uh, that's why we don't have any corporate ads, we don't have any reads, we don't do like uh, any pillows or anything like that. We just have folks who listen in and those who uh, donate and uh, give financial contributions, they are freaks of hazards. And just to
6: just to clarify Will always be your pillow six one two two six three seven nine nine nine
7: BTS pillows on the way. That's value for value. Uh,
6: my sister Kitty Tarleton came uh, came in with her very satiny donation of six dollars and sixty six cents through the PayPal. Ayo. Hail Satan. And then we also Hail Sats. <laughs> <Hail. laughs> That's so funny. I have a sticker here. It's a holographic sticker that says Hail Sat and it's uh the devil card from Tarot, but it's got Bitcoin symbology all over it. <laughs> That's awesome. Um yes. we also had Sir Cross Stitch with a monthly uh PayPal donation of five dollars and thirty three cents.
7: Thank you, Sir Cross Stitch. Yes, and of course we uh, haven't heard from him uh in a while. Uh Hope you're doing well out there, man.
6: Uh, we do use those monthly donations to take care of spook.social. If you want to come play with us on the Fediverse, you can sign up for free there.
7: That's another uh thing. If you want to reach Boo and talk about the the 2.0 and value value stuff, you can always find us at spook.social. Very easy, very easy, very easy to get to. It's so easy. So fucking easy.
6: And then we had two people come through playing around in the shop.behindtheschemes.com website that we got set up. This is where you can go to pick up the enamel pins that
7: Ugh, Make Heroism and Mary Kate Ultra
6: set up for us.
7: I'm feeling one right now in my hands.
6: I would be feeling mine, but I'm too hot and I took my shirt off. So, <laughs>
7: uh, many such cases. You
6: should just go get the pin to punch it in. <laughs> <laughs> right in the nip, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but both Bully Steed and Pitar uh, picked one up last week, and uh, we had set it up with an open payment plugin for the website. And uh, Bully Steed sent in $19.50 and Pitar sent in $18 for his.
7: Well, thank you, uh, thank you so much, and we hope you enjoy your pin.
6: Um, Yes, and I, I hope the BTC pay server is still working. I should check it and make sure. I'm not sure what it's doing Yeah, all this the,
7: is all a work we- in progress, so if there are any issues, please let us know right away, and we'll, we'll rectify it as soon as possible. Yeah. Uh,
6: and then we got some boostergrams coming through. Got some boosts. We got some boosts, and we're going to scroll all the way back to last week where we had... Uh who was it? I see PTars, I see C Dubs. It was C Brooklyn 112 through Podverse for 66 66 sets saying, "Well, he said it's a violent boost." It sounds pretty <laughs> Sounds pretty violent to me. We <laughs> had another one from C Brooklyn 112 for 1111. He's over at Social. He said that one scream mill that gonna make me boost. Yes. Nice. I, I know nice. this. I know I know the, the scream mail that uh that he's referring to. I think. I think. It was partially oh. what inspired this dive into the internet is made of demons. Uh we had 6969 from Sir Spencer saying something to load up the cannons with, and he sends a link to a zip file. That I have not downloaded yet, so I'm going to do that right now. It's a it's a folder full of ISOs from the Bowl After Bowl podcast, uh, which is the <laughs> sexiest podcast in the universe. For any of you fools who aren't clever enough to know that, Uh let's see here. <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Right. Let's see. There we go. Sorry. Oh, I know. Stupid technology.
3: A pervert?
6: Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> Do be careful. <laughs> Do be careful. Please, Daddy
3: Government, regulate me harder.
6: Yes, that sounds right. <laughs> sounds like a coup to me. Coup, coup. Where am I?
7: <laughs> <laughs> it's a meta it reflection it's of itself.
6: It. <laughs> sorry. About sorry.
7: That. Sorry about that. I was saying it's a meta reflection of itself. They're doing their own boost anyway. Yeah, go ahead.
6: You know what it is? It's just an ad. Just an ad. Uh, definitely. I actually, Pokemon went to the polls. Yes, this is also true.
7: Mmm. Mm, great episode.
6: Thick. <laughs> uh, I think this is the last one. We love it. We love it. We do love it. You love it. You love it. Do be careful. <laughs>
7: <laughs> those are the bowlers by the way yeah, that's uh, sir spencer and delorean over bowl after bowl
6: they do a, a live show every tuesday night bowl after bowl.com and also the new agenda stream uh, nine o'clock central
7: that's right you can catch them after uh, millennial media offensive and dh unplugged every tuesday
6: uh, we got a thousand sats from Alter Rain through Fountain, saying a boost to cast my vote in favor of lavish. Reading some of those sci-fi stories, he noted.
7: I have the documents in my hand. I am absolutely going to uh, do that. So, thank you, thank Shake- you for the kind words. <laughs> Shakes paper. <laughs> I have the, I have one hundred and sixty-three known communist short stories in my hand right now. I'm ready to read them. Based. Thank you. <laughs>
6: Uh, then we had a big old thick boost from Petar through Fountain for sixty six thousand six hundred and sixty six sets. Uh, saying ten out of ten would listen again. Goat
7: emoji. Dagger mm, emoji. Blood Even emoji. rhymes. I know. Oh, blood. Oh, it's a blood emoji or a drip emoji. Bloody
6: drip emoji.
7: Ah. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Pitar. Uh What a kind fella. Couldn't make it tonight. He's working the night shift, so job bless to you Pitar
6: should we take care of these goats for him yeah <laughs> here we go
3: it's time
5: you can't find anything unless you let your dig groovy
7: ah! <laughs> I love so bohemian grove. in there hammer <laughs>
5: It's like watching the freak show.
10: We love it. Ah! You're an animal.
6: How did I do? Is that enough? I think that was enough. Continue? Felt right. Felt-
7: that sounded uh, great. That, that, was, that was perfect. Yeah. That's exactly what the doctor ordered. Thank you, Pitar. Thank you, Dr. Pitar. Uh, He is also known as the boogeyman of goats. The Nosferatu, the Sasquatch. Uh, goats tell their children about him uh, to go to sleep to make them obey their orders, follow rules.
6: This is very he true.
7: Is, he is a, a force in the goat world. Yes. We sheath the dagger. Thank you, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Peter. Uh Fatality.
0: Flawless victory. Goodbye.
6: And then I believe that catches us uh oh no, we got um we got the 1650, we got the 9999, both from Mary Kate Ultra through Fountain, the one, two, three, four, five from Bully Steed through Fountain, saying Japanese eat dolphin.
7: Uh, think about pizza. Oh, we thought about <laughs> we thought about Peter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I thought pizza too when I first saw it. It's weird how that works.
6: And then we got one zero one zero one from C Dubs saying, "Let's go, go via boost Clit. Yes, boost Clit. That's the most based of all the boosting apparatuses.
7: That's right. Get your own note, damn it.
6: And then we got 10110 from C-Dubs saying
0: c C
6: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, C-Dubs.
7: Thank you, man. I really appreciate that.
6: you yeah. <laughs> so C-Dub says he's coming. He's coming in for a dolphin sound. <laughs>
7: Ugh.
6: Filthy. filthy.
7: Filthy. Hop in the pool. Water's fine. You haven't
3: been into the women's dressing rooms.
6: Um. <laughs> <laughs> and then that week, we got uh, 10111 from C-Dub saying, Peter is a good boy. Oh, it came in hot. This is all very true. It's all very, very true. I believe that catches us up for uh, all the stuff. I am
2: a good boy.
7: That's a good boost. We're all caught up.
6: Um. Yeah, if you want to get in on that action, you can always go over to nudepodcastapps.com. Check yourself out a podcast and 2.0 app. I've heard on the interwebs that Fountain is getting ready to maybe introduce Lit. Uh, they had a beta release for today, so ooh, uh, what a tease! Uh, so get excited about that.
0: Yeah, What's that's awesome.
6: What's that? What is lit? Lit stands for the live item tag, and that allows us oh. to use a cast or, excuse me, an icecast or a shoutcast internet stream to broadcast live through one of the podcast apps like Podverse, Curiocaster. Uh, podcast addict and pod friend. I think
8: that sounds like a good service.
6: Oh, it's awesome. Yeah.
7: Uh, Streaming live through the thing, you know, with no paywall, much like Spotify does with Joe Rogan, for example, but you have to be a Spotify member. You can just get a free podcasting 2.0 app. And then when the show comes on, it'll be streamed directly into the app. You so can check it out there.
6: So, like, Matt, if you went to Podverse right now and you searched behind the schemes, there's a a little tag on the show art that says live. You click into it. It's got the uh, episode art already loaded up into it for this week. It's got all the value splits in there like we talked about. Um, There's a notification that goes through your phone when you go live. So it's kind of like your fucking Twitter ping or whatever. uh, YouTube. Adam calls it the bat signal. That's right. He does. Uh, so yeah, yeah, you get a
7: little notification. You get all the boost there. You can check out all, all the people boosting in. Yeah. goes I on and on.
6: Oh shit. This, I did. I did not know this. This is fascinating. So the podcastindex.org listing for this show behind the schemes, it actually is showing a live now. Uh, Episode, right there on the page. That's crazy. I did not know this. Huh. Uh,
8: That's what I mean when I say good luck trying to delete this infrastructure with the way that it's being put into the systems. It's like the RSS. You can't, you can't delete it. It's part of the plumbing, as Adam Frey likes to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So this, it's an extension on that idea, which is a great idea.
6: That's so good. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> um, well, cool. cool. That's a uh, phenomenal phenomenal stuff.
7: Beautiful. <sighs> it's a thing of beauty and it's getting better every day, every month. It's really fun to be a part of. Uh, that's that's one of the allures of this whole thing is it's actually something that's in progress as opposed to a Facebook or a Twitter that just ebbs and flows <laughs> in its own mediocrity. This is a very unique, very interesting thing going on here, yeah, and it does show value back. It really does. Yep. It's the the uh,
8: Facebook was good twelve years ago. I would I would put like um, events up on Facebook, and people would come. Uh, they would come in their pants. <laughs> the, they <would> arrive <laughs> yeah, <on them>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs>
4: yeah. But
8: it was it was a good free advertising, and then they they hired too many people and then the, the everything about Facebook just got too busy so they weren't thinking about what value to add they were just thinking about how to make it busier and busier and busier on the page and it just got worse and worse and worse and worse so the the features and the functions for this um, podcasting 2.0 network stuff is it's a yeah it's it's adding features for the user instead of just making coders or people do busy work at, at a, a social media company
7: Mm-hmm. To justify their own existence
8: And now they're all getting fired Yeah and Mark yep. Zuckerberg will go down as He's going to be more hated than Jeff Bezos Because at least Bezos made Amazon which we can use to get stuff to our door You know like one click and it arrives in my door That's awesome But mm-hmm. uh, Facebook is going to go down As one of the worst things ever
7: Ever Fatality Fatality this whole Elon Twitter situation was just another smoking gun as to how bloated and unnecessary this whole industry has been. Uh, yeah, it's a fun time. Fun time to be alive.
8: It's alive. Yeah, I'm looking at behind the scenes on the Podverse app right now, and there's a little live signal. You're right.
10: Yep.
8: Huh. It's fantastic. Fantastic. That's so cool.
6: <laughs> yeah, dude, I, you, should consider, you should consider the the live show at some, at some point. I, sometimes it does I, add a little something.
8: I, I would like to, I'm, I'm doing it all by myself though, with the Japan what podcast. So I'm doing the sound engineering and I'm doing all the talking and I'm doing all the reading. And sometimes I need to take a, 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 a 10 second breather and get myself oriented. And so that's why I'm not doing the live. but I would like to like, if I could find another person to do the podcast with, like I was doing with um, before with some people just getting the time and making it, make, getting the schedule in Japan is just so tough. There's fewer and fewer of us here, uh, but I would love to. Yeah. It's just, I would, I think I need that other person in there and then boom, I would do it immediately. Yeah.
6: I like it. Um, Me too.
7: So such a cool fun. I'm jealous. Call James there. Corbett, man you and James Corbett oh, that's I'm right. just thinking the other guy the other Canadian in Japan I'm sure
8: yeah James Corbett's great uh, i I've thought about it actually and I would need to develop the podcast a little bit more uh, he does a podcast with somebody else um but it's that's really kind of they do like the the douchey talk like Hi, you're listening to the news. Yeah, like,
7: you yeah. Do like a I know
8: what voice like that. I, 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 I know the guy you
7: does do it that. with, and the, I don't like that guy. You would be a better co-host than that guy. That guy. Yeah, well, is not, I would say
8: thank you, but you're literally talking about anybody else on the face of the planet right now. So. <laughs> <laughs>
7: Damn. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> a dish best served at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lovely. Yeah, uh, I'm just thinking of other, uh, uh, people in Japan, you know, Canadians, I guess, specifically.
8: Very few of us. There's fewer than 10,000. I was talking about the Vietnamese who I have an issue with. There's like 500,000 of them. And most of them very recently in the past few years, the Vietnamese before the recent wave, they're, they were, they're great. They open restaurants. They're, i they speak French. They're really cool people. The latest one of these technical trainees, so there's 450,000 of these um, Vietnamese here. There's less than 10,000 Canadians, most of them elderly. So we're we're a dying breed, man. It's
7: crazy to see. Hmm. Well, once the uh, older generation do die out, do you see the younger generation w- that come into power? Will they be more liberal or will they continue that sort of streak of conservatism that is so famous in Japanese culture?
8: They're going to be... Um, outwardly liberal, inwardly conservative. Th- th- due to the population bomb, like the decrease in population over here, they have no choice but to be more inward facing, but they also have no choice but to be more outward facing to get what they need from the rest of the world to maintain the country. So I've taught a lot of younger people and they're they're very liberal, um, but at the same time, a lot of the liberal motifs... The LGBTQ stuff, they try pushing it over here. It doesn't fly very well. It just doesn't make a lot of sense, and, and it takes up too many resources, but they're still pushing it very hard. I think the younger people are going to be apathetic more so than anything else. I don't see them becoming activists. Um, I see them possibly doing corporate activism if their corporation tells them to because they're going to be so apathetic they're not going to care whether they believe in it or not, as long as it can deliver some paychecks to them and stuff like that, so I'm not sure the the pandemic we're going to create like this this class of really paranoid people who are very um, you know, they've been masked up and told that they're going to kill anyone if they don't get vaccinated for three years. That's going to affect millions of people growing up. And um, yeah, somebody's just saying in the chat right now: conservative values equal more babies. But Japan is one of the most conservative places on the planet, and uh, they are they are falling in a population free fall right now. So, I, I you know what we're talking we we've, we about predictive programming, and Japan is part of one of the major nodes of the new world order, um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. a big part of Japan's the Olympics contribution part of that. to the new world order. Yeah, it would be the, the COVID uh, Olympics. The, the micro houses, the tiny houses.
7: Oh, God. Living in the pod. Pod living. Yeah, yeah. So yeah.
8: Most, most people live in pods in Japan, and they're kind of open to it. So you have these, um, the main reason the population is in free fall is you have so many people get jobs but live in small apartments, and then they don't want to divvy off their their savings or their values to share it with somebody else. And then you have a small apartment, and you try having kids in that small apartment, which I'm doing right now um if you if you're not both into it and you both don't have a vision then it's it's really hard so yeah mitsui corporation and all these apartment building corporations in the past 20 30 years have been purposefully perhaps building tiny little apartments so that people don't breed as much that's my theory you can call it a conspiracy theory i'd be willing to say that but what's the outcome
7: well someone has to think about these things and someone has to Try to account for them in power, right? Less room for yeah. activities, less time for babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
8: And just space. I mean, if you have like a, a 50 square, uh, 200 square foot um, apartment, try putting one kid in there with a person. Okay. You could do that. Two kids. You're pushing it. Three kids. Really, really hard. Um, so three kids is kind of that threshold to make a society grow 2.3. But I mean, on the individual level. Uh, mm-hmm. three. Um. So if no, the majority of people just cannot have three kids, then your population's going to fall. And if every, all the apartment buildings are being built so that very few people can afford an apartment that would house three kids, what do you expect is going to happen? What's the logical outflow uh, uh, of this program that's being outlaid by the elites of Japan?
6: Just got less room to actually house the, house the kid.
8: Right. So that's why we're in population. So it does, it could be like conservative liberal values, but it's almost like what is the We're talking about a lot of infrastructure today. What's the infrastructure that you know funnels the activity for the outcomes in the future. And uh, tiny houses mean fewer people, I guess you could say, and it's being done on purpose because people don't do stuff like this by accident in Japan.
6: If Offices
8: so- are very spacious in Japan, but houses are very cramped. So why do you think people spend so much time at the office?
7: Mm. And corporate life is sort of the new temple. That's where you go to to dedicate yourself to dedicate your life. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, ugh, ugh. it's it's <laughs> both a conscious it. and a subconscious <laughs> sacrifice. You're giving yourself up. It's like an intellectual serfdom, where you're giving you're giving up these. Sort of things that you know you need to be comfortable in order to placate some kind of uh, dire situation. You know, we, we can't all, we, it's, it's not a lot of land, so we all got to live in these tiny little apartments. It's a conscious sacrifice, and then the subconscious sacrifice of, because I live in this situation, I cannot do XYZ. I can't have kids, I can't have a family. I can't easily have more than two kids. But you can easily go
8: out and have a great time because Tokyo was a blast.
7: So, For a young person, I'm sure th- th- it's heaven on earth. This is true. Oh, it's
8: so much fun, dude. It's so much fun. You I spent, eat
7: out every night and yeah, great time. And it's
8: tasty and it's delicious and just the beers are flowing. Yeah. You can yeah. get like giant highballs, like whiskey soda highballs, Jim Beam, like three dollars, and they're like they're triples with giant yaki fried chicken on skewers Ooh. and you're like why would i have kids
7: <laughs> when i can do this it's the, awesome. yagatory,
8: the teppanyaki
7: oh god all yeah. day long
8: and then, but then you eventually i'm having kids right now so i'm expanding my family uh it's a very different reality it's it's much more challenging than just going out and getting loaded every night and playing and uh, klezmer music in cafes which is what i did for eight years of my life you know? right
7: you gotta wait a few more years until you can get back to that uh, oh yeah, it's gone, dude. It's so good. <laughs> it's so, gone. so do you? Uh, do your kids speak both languages? Then
8: my wife is pregnant, so that baby doesn't speak yet. Oh, I'm um, sorry. I thought you had kids. That's okay. My, my I'm head. just 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 laying down the truth bombs, yo. Uh, uh, inf uh, 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 fetuses don't speak, sir. Kind sir. <laughs> oh, <I'm laughs> so sorry. My, uh,
7: <laughs> well, you my, don't know. You never know. Half. You gotta get oh, the, that's the ultrasound weird. in there
8: she speaks kick um the, the kid the my two and a half year old son it's mostly japanese but he's getting better with english you know? okay but the, cult, do, okay. the culture is japanese so he's only hearing english from me
7: Hmm. interesting interesting
6: i would love to go back we uh took a trip back in 2017 just went out there for about two weeks and went from Shinjuku to Kyoto to... It was outside of Akihabara. Oh, um, yeah. But the Golden Guy in Shinjuku, holy goodness, that was that was a trip. Little tiny-ass punk bar. And the, the actual bar is probably... You could fit three of them yeah. here in the bedroom that I'm sitting in right now. <laughs>
8: <laughs> yeah, Golden Guy is this giant network of tiny little bars on, on little wooden buildings that are one or two stories tall. And they each have like a, a theme, like a American horror movie theme, but there's three people that can fit in the bar yeah. and it's Japanese. So they, they, they go out all out to make sure that every horror movie is referenced on the walls, on the, on the tables, on the chairs and stuff like that. And you're like, this is no other place could be this ornate. Then you go next door, like you said, to the punk bar and they have like an autographed David Bowie, uh, you know bootleg record where he's playing with the pixies or something like that that's just it never happened but that's what they could do in such a place as golden guy
6: yeah it was it was a trip uh, I mean it's just um, building after building after building block after block uh, it's crazy times uh, we got uh, we, I'm sitting here with a screen mail we should probably get into that here real quick
1: hmm Cream. Hmm, 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 hmm. Well, first and foremost, hello, Lavish. Hello, hello. Ray Mothman of the soccer ball, foosball-looking thing. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, scream, scream, scream. Did combine two different instances here that happened today. When somebody says something to you and uh, you were out an answer that is not the most kind thing, that my wife said something and then I responded in a way that didn't mean anything by it, but realized, like, that shouldn't have been an answer. Should I should have given some qualifications for that and uh, didn't go across it so well sort of thing. that. Um, but, they, but uh, I was like, oh, man, you know, don't, don't you know, Think about how it's gonna come across, kind of thing, and then uh, somebody else just found out that they they already have a had a kidney transplant, and so they pretty much just have one kidney. And I guess I heard that like they might have to have a gastro bypass, and so they potentially get another kidney in, and because uh, of like weight gain and whatnot, it's just one of those like kind of combine the two. And I was just thinking, it's like man, like sometimes we we'll get frustrated with what other people aren't doing, but. How are we looking at, you know, how we're responding to things, you know, it's like I'm on the other hand, this in the case of this person, like losing weight and whatnot, and doing better to do, get this kidney that they needed a transplant or that they ended up being donated to begin with and not taking care of themselves and then it's like I'm just not even responding right. You know, I'm not giving a second to give a response and then just kinda Yeah. So it's like just I guess just Take care of ourselves, you know. Think about what we're saying. Think about what we're doing. Think about our actions and and whatnot more. So, because uh, yeah, we get frustrated with others, and really, we just probably be looking at ourselves more. So, or we need to be looking at ourselves more. So, that's all we can really take care of is ourselves and leading by example and whatnot. So, all right. So that's just my little bit of like, ah! you know. Kind of thing. So. All right. Well, love you guys. Appreciate you guys. As always, stay dangerous. And, you know, whether you like it or not, cheer yourself or scare your neighbor or something like that. Give a little.
6: (laughs) I love that. Cheer yourself or scare your neighbor.
7: (laughs) It's in the Bible.
6: (laughs) <laughs> That's Yeah, it's basically what the Bible breaks down to
7: That's the biblical deal eh? Well, thank you for calling, Kakaller. We always appreciate it And uh, glad you could get that good scream Off your chest, you know We wish you well Yes, and
6: always practice ample self-love Indeed Gotta, gotta take care of your temple
7: One must love oneself Amply <laughs> Dutifully
6: just trying to get that
8: sumptuously Mm. sumptuous Sumptuous. self love
7: (laughs) cup overfloweth. Mm. Mmm. thank you you good caller do we have any other calls
6: we got one more 612-263-7999 give us a call we still got time
10: Oh, hey, guys.
6: Oh, hey. Don't
4: you um, like my mouth? You want to lick it? Ooh. You want to touch it? Ooh. Don't you want to make out
7: with my mouth?
4: Don't touch me oh. there!
7: <laughs> oh, spooky color. Oh. Yeah. Dirty. Dirty, dirty, dirty. I think about your mouth often, caller. <laughs> I will from now. <laughs> now it's on the target. Thank you. Thank you.
6: What are you doing tonight? Me, I hope. <laughs>
7: gross. Yes. Very gross. <laughs>
6: Filthy, 612-263-7999, call us up. Uh, if you got a question for Matt B., you can most definitely leave it there.
7: That's 612-263-7999. 612-263-SEXY, with two X's, S-X-X-Y.
0: I tell you ancient Japanese secret. You call me, I give you... Japanese secret. <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> An offer you can't refuse, callers. 612-263-7999. Learn ancient Japanese secret.
0: By time for you to study. <laughs> study hard, uh. callers. Uh.
6: Uh. Oh, wait. I feel like I might have something that would be uh, highly... Uh, Highly appropriate for that. The amount of... Nope, not that one. Hmm, was it this one?
3: Very cool.
6: I got some some clips that have to deal with uh, not only... I guess, demons in computer chips, uh, but also transistors, um, which there was some stuff that I was definitely not familiar with when it came to trans transistors, specifically how they're made. And there was a fascinating tidbit of information that I, uh, that I came across, Um, I guess to sort of start these or to preface these clips, I feel like most of what this gentleman is getting ready to get into Matt you'd already touched on like maybe 10 minutes into the discussion about it um mm. but regardless I still think he's got some interesting points um I'll, I'll even teach you this fun new binary meditation chant that's uh, that I learned but um here's the first clip I I don't know the gentleman's name off the top of my head Uh, But this clip is Demons of the Internet, A Window into Hades.
9: The amount of psychic energy available throughout the world is, um, it's higher. It's more available. Electricity, static charge, the power of currency, the ability to uh, communicate across the world. There's there's just more kinetic energy in everything and when you look <clears throat> when you look back at Solomon and everything that was happening back then this guy was able to command demons with a ring a, a signet ring it, the, the, the entire Jewish tradition is just full of all these different rules about uh, spirits, demons, ethereals, even property ownership There's rules about, like, no, an evil spirit is not allowed to own a property. Unless the boundary is outside of city limits, It's this stuff is not mythology. It's not made up. And we see it now. Now, right now, the only people that are seeing these demons are people on meth, uh, DMT, paranoid schizophrenia. Any kind of egoic trauma, any kind of psychic death through chemicals, ayahuasca, datura, mushrooms, LSD, a near-death experience, an out-of-body experience, uh, a magical trance, a meditational state of mind. Everything I've described to you opens a, a window into... Hades the underworld the place that we fear
6: now in toronto there's um there's one specific dude that i remember and this was the uh, probably 2019 yeah 2019 was the last time i was there and there was a guy just walking down the street screaming and i swear to god this is probably the closest i've ever come to encountering somebody that i would have assumed was Physically and spiritually possessed. I mean, just the from the gut, from where he was screaming from. It was very, very visceral, and um, and I, I I'm, I'm with this particular uh, individual. I'm trying to get his name pulled up here. Uh, James True, <laughs> James True, everybody.
7: Um, <laughs> Jimmy True, as they called him.
6: Jimmy True, as the, yes. <laughs> Get me a new sticky note. Um, fresh tape, fresh tape. Fresh tape, everybody. Uh, but this next one, he's describing how you can use your finger as a magic wand when you're interacting with your smart device.
9: Right now, I'm talking to you through an Obsidian Anx surface. And that surface is able to do all kinds of magic, all kinds of things through software. And you're you're looking at that through me, and I'm looking at that through you. All of this psychic energy, it's been around us the whole time. But the rise in computers is actually the the property of these demons. It's the psychic private property. It's where they live. It's their real estate. And even though I'm talking to you right now, I'm actually talking to a spirit in software that understands my intent and understands your intent. And is willing to fulfill an obligation for both of us. It's sending my light and my voice to you. That's profound if you think about it. The software world, the virtual world, is this, this world there? There's no, it, I mean, sure, you could limit it by hardware. You know, well, you've got a, a terabyte, or you've got a gig, or whatever, but there's no space. This is uh, the underworld the SD card inside of here is the underworld (laughs) and it's powered by quartz crystals right here by electrical and magnetic intention quartz crystals and magic wand your finger it's a magic wand software is industrialized normalized magic Windows (laughs) Apple these sigils, the sigil of a window, this, the sigil of the apple, could not be more clear over, over what they're doing. This is an entry into Hades, the underworld.
6: Or knowledge, you know, if you're trying to get into some of that uh, that fruit mythology there.
8: Is your wife going nuts?
6: <laughs> I don't know if you can say that anymore.
7: Just did. Oh, shit.
8: It's Eve, right? Hey, don't do that. You go crazy.
7: Oh, what? This?
8: Don't do that. With this? I don't think so.
7: Don't mansplain wrong. to I'm me. Awesome. Shit, bitch.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eve was a real firecracker. She was the,
7: progressive. Uh, she was a liberal. The,
8: the sigil is like, I, I'm not, I don't listen to a lot of, um, demonic rants by people who are so deep into the field of demonics, but like words like sigil, like when you listen to them, the vocabulary that comes out of them, it's like, ah, that's the word I should have used. I should have used the word sigil.
0: Hmm.
8: I'm talking about, um, that demonic, those demonic traits.
6: Mm. Well, even if I've got, uh, in the show notes, I've got some hand-drawn schematics for the Apple II from Wozniak. And that's, that's what these di- these wiring diagrams are. It's sigil magic.
7: It's symbology
6: yeah. that influences mm. the
7: physical world. It's a glyph in a way.
6: Absolutely. And you heard the uh, the gentleman here. Um, I would I would recommend people circle back on this video. I'm gonna save the other two clips for time's sake. Uh, but he makes some really excellent points. One of them being. That's the way transistors work. They're opening and closing or they're on or off or they're ones and zeros. And what you have in order for us to communicate right now is a constant stream of zero, one, 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 zero, zero, one, one, zero, you know, whatever it ends up being. It's
8: more zeros and more ones.
6: And it's very, um, it's one of those sort of meditation mantras, those chants. I,
8: oh, that's very interesting.
6: And i I took it a step further. I went to go see what the um I looked up ohm ohm in a wow. binary, and it is zero one one zero one 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 zero one one zero one one zero one.
8: Huh. Hmm. So the ohm is a metric used for circuitry, um, but it's also a, an incantation. Uh, that you know, monks say all
7: the time. Yeah, specific. What they say is the sound of the universe. Ohm.
6: Okay. And uh, ohm is the speed of the, f- uh, it's, yeah, it's the frequency at which the uh, electricity is traveling. So you got like, uh, wait, is that right? Or is that Hertz? I'm sorry, that's Hertz. I don't remember what ohm is now. For shame. An ohm is a jewel.
7: <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, oh, it's ohm. the, it's
6: the resistance. I'm sorry. Yes, that's what I said. Yes, the resistance. My
8: yeah, bad. when you um resist the the signal through, through 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 magnetics, it affects it affects the frequency.
7: Oh, and it, and the symbol is the omega symbol. That's nice. Oh, the alpha that's and a, the omega. Yeah,
8: and I was looking at some of these um, glyphs uh, sigils on the Wikipedia page. I just posted it into the chat uh yeah it they looks look like so wire. much
7: like circuitry yeah <laughs> it's crazy yeah, yeah it's it, wild it,
8: it, i thought it would be a bit of a stretch but you would be if you if you thought that you were looking at circuitry you would not be mistaken
7: absolutely mm, There's nodes idea. and resistors that's very interesting
8: the other idea that i was I'm trying to float past some of these executives I used to teach. This one I never really managed to think out properly, but the this whole like um, trans, not 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 you know female to male trans, but transhumanism with the World Economic Forum and uh, Yaval Harari and all those people. Um, My idea is that they're trying to put all these satellites into sky into the sky, and they realize that AI cannot be a human AI. An AI is just a program that automates something. But what they want to do is they want to have us as a component of the AI stack where we interact with the AI, but the AI is so nerfed or so narrow in its aims that we end up charging the AI and making the AI do what these world economic forum types, these globalists, these transhumanists want want the AI to do. So we become a minor component in this wider um, uh, wireless network of internet of things, but our consciousness is hijacked into powering it. Now, what the end result is, is the... The, the Earth's atmosphere becomes so surrounded by satellites, and then the satellites are transmitting so much um, w- wireless information in, in, in the form of frequency that the ground-level um, technology is interacting with the stratospheric or the sky-level technology, and our consciousness via us interacting with wireless AI systems is turning the atmosphere into a type of collective hive mind consciousness. So when we are putting our thoughts and, and ideas into these AI programs that are designed to have certain outcomes, I'm not sure what those outcomes yet, the end result is the entire earth's atmosphere becomes alive with our thoughts and with the programs that we are using and putting into place. Now, the end result, I'm not sure what that means, but it kind of turns the earth into an entire human consciousness traveling through space.
6: It's almost like a giant circuit board floating through space. Like a sentient rock.
8: Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But, but we become such tiny components like an ant in an anthill type of a, of a metaphor. That's what I think that they, they, they don't care whether it's better or worse. They just want to see it happen to prove to themselves that they are right on some level, no matter how catastrophic the outcome is.
6: And I mm. I want to take it a little weirder for a second. I feel like that right. end result is it's some form of a conscious entity trying to manifest itself into this reality and its vehicle, its means of communication is through fervent followers of the transhumanist ideology. It's very culty. <laughs> it's so incredibly oh, yeah. culty. Yeah. And I just. It's
8: like uh, Alistair Crowley meeting the the technocracy movement.
6: I'm shit. They, they probably, they're pulling all sorts of stuff from them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean. It's
7: its own form of necromancy bringing uh, inanimate objects to life. Yeah. The
8: earth's atmosphere as, as Frankenstein as a service, you know? By yeah. trying to animate the earth's atmosphere using human consciousness as the vector.
7: I think. That and having technology in general, just being a reflection of human consciousness and all of the patterns and all of the, the processes being nothing but an extension of human consciousness. And I feel like a one, demented
8: one the- reflection animated in the sky.
6: <laughs> <laughs> what is this neon Genesis? <laughs> uh <laughs> No, I I think that's a phenomenal point. That's that's so good. Yep. Yes, I'm I'm there with you. <laughs> um, I I don't know if I would want to try and say anything ludicrous, like you know, this is the antichrist trying to show itself. But there's definitely someone or something steering that ship. I don't care what anybody or a value,
7: a universal value. You know, what is good and evil? What is right and wrong?
6: Or a, a a hijacked unconscious or sub hijacked subconscious, all lizard brain all the time.
8: Yeah, it, it de-evolutionizes us uh, while while making a Frankenstein in the sky uh, as a uh, some sort of so like the people that are doing this might not even be aware of some sort of demonic. They might think the whole thing is ludicrous, whether the demonic entity is there to take over or not but it's like the mid-level managers who decided in Japan to build all these tiny apartments. They didn't know that they were going to be inadvertently contributing to the decline of the Japanese population, like a plummet, like a free fall. Uh, But they were these tiny cogs in the machine that implemented this um, infrastructure and architecture that would result in such um, actions happening. So they, they just go home and make a paycheck and go on vacation two or three times a year, but 30 years down the road, now there's few ep- uh, economic opportunities, a population in, in free fall, um, and everybody living in tiny houses. So the, all of those people don't even realize that going into those meetings to make this thing a reality, they don't even realize that they are responsible for it happening today. Because they, they, why would they think that way? They're thinking that they're just good people doing good things. So the whole thing right now with trying to put all these satellites in the sky and put AI into our hands and make our consciousness animate the frequency going into space. Who knows what that's going to be like in 20 or 30 years, even though we're all doing it right now, we are all the mid-level managers.
7: And we're all the ones who have uh, the ignorance of, you know, we we don't have hindsight 50, hundred years from now, people will call us awful for doing the things we're doing today. But today it'll be worse
8: than racism.
7: Yeah. Oh God, God forbid. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I just want to say none of us are racist on this show. Uh, never have been. Uh Go ahead, sorry, boobs. Oh, no, it's it's very true. Um now
6: in that previous clip you heard him talking about uh quartz crystals. Um Yes. Which again, I'm all there for it. I got a I got a fuck ton of rocks actually. Yeah,
7: quite conductive.
6: Um, but it's found in watches. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff that Silicon is used for. And, um, this is actually a recent little bit of information that, uh, I've only recently learned. I wasn't aware of how they had actually made Silicon chips, um, prior to John and Adam talking about it on a new agenda.
8: Hmm. Chips.
6: It's it's pretty wild, man. It it gets very spooky, very alchemical, very quickly. Um, yeah. So I, I got a, a couple. It's a mm. th- set of three quick bangers here um, on how to make silicon chips.
5: All chips start out with a very simple raw material: sand. Sand is primarily made up,
6: like God and clay. Am I right?
5: Of silicon uh-huh. dioxide or silica, and from the sand, silicon, yeah.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sands right. of
7: time, etc.
6: Dude, come on! It's it,
7: and in all so, we are is dust in the wind, dude. And
6: so many of these clips, they talk about electronic brains. It talks about these chips being stacked like skyscrapers, like property. Like the dude mm-hmm. in the first clip uh, in in the in the previous video, he's talking about demons owning personal property. They were talking about them like skyscrapers.
5: What?
7: Uh, Oh, dude, it's spooky. Um, Like a uh, sweatshop for particulates. I'll take it back. Nice.
5: Sand is primarily made up of silicon dioxide or silica. Silicon is the second most abundant element in the Earth's crust, but is only ever found as a compound with oxygen. Complex chemical and physical processes are required to ensure that silicon crystals meet the high production standards that apply to chips. To convert silica sand to silicon, the sand is combined with carbon and heated to an extremely high temperature to remove the oxygen. A number of other steps are required to create the finished product, namely an extremely pure monocrystalline silicon ingot called a boule, with only one impurity atom for every 10 million silicon atoms. Silicon bulls are fabricated in a range of different diameters. The most common sizes are 150, 200 and 300 millimeters. Wafers with large diameters offer more space for chips. Extremely thin wafers are then cut from the silicon bulls using a special sawing technique. These wafers are the basic building blocks for subsequent chip production. Silicon is a semiconductor. This means it can conduct electricity and also act as an insulator.
6: Oh, very as above, so below. It can resist and it can, can conduct. Um, and these wafers are beautiful. I mean, they got this rainbow iridescent sheen to them. It's wild. Mm,
7: and the rainbow, of course.
6: Uh, exactly. Yes. Thank you. Um, and that's going to be even more important. That rainbow little tidbit. It's going to be even more important in, in this next clip because it mm. takes chemicals to actually turn. The silicon, either uh, resistive or conductive. It's boron and phosphorus, uh, which it's about to get a little weird. Here's the second clip.
5: Every silicon atom has four outer electrons. There are no free charge carriers. As a result, the pure monocrystalline silicon is non-conductive at room temperature. To allow it to become conductive, small quantities of specific atoms are added as impurities to the wafer. These impurity atoms must have a number of outer electrons that is either one more or one less than that of silicon. Silicon is in the 14th group of the periodic table of elements. This means that elements in the 13th or 15th group have to be used in this process, referred to as doping. Boron and phosphorus atoms are the most suitable elements in these groups. They are very close to silicon on the periodic table and therefore have very similar properties. Phosphorus has five outer electrons. When it is inserted into the silicon crystal lattice, the fifth phosphorus electron can move freely. This means that the silicon phosphorus crystal is N-conductive. In contrast, boron atoms only have three outer electrons. When they are introduced into the silicon lattice, one silicon electron has nothing to bond to. This creates electron holes. The holes move through the crystal like positively charged particles, Making the material p-conductive, transistors are built on the p and n-conductive layers that exist in a doped wafer.
6: And it's wild. I mean, they stack them and they expose them like you would photographs. From you know, based off of my very layman's understanding of this, um, what's wild is if you look at the actual image of phosphorus, the I guess the drawn representation of the of the actual atom. It's a five pointed star, aka <laughs> a, a pentagram. Of course, and uh, it's Which also is a,
8: a, as above, so below message as well. Depending on the angle, it's Or, or the position it's in. And mm-hmm. Right side
7: up or, or the cube. Down. Yep. Now There's,
8: the points inside the circle or outside the circle.
6: Uh, phosphorus is also essential, and this is uh, these next nice little data points are from a Guardian article that I found. Phosphorus is essential for the building blocks of DNA. When combined with oxygen, it binds our DNA together. It is also described as "quote the devil's element."
7: Whoa. Of course, hell is always uh, denoted as smelling of phosphorus.
6: Exactly.
7: Yes. And Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Hillary Clinton smells like phosphorus, people.
8: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
7: Smell it. Yep, 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 yep. Imagine a guy wakes up
6: from a near-death experience. Hell smells like Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> um oh shit. I forgot to find I, I forgot to link it. Uh maybe I've got a bookmark still. Um phosphorus was discovered during uh Hennig Brandt, or was discovered by Hennig Brandt, who was boiling his own. Piss in hopes of distilling gold. After they we're talking about the p layer. Uh, <laughs>
4: yes.
7: Ah, uh, he must have also discovered the pH balance. Uh, <laughs> what's what's crazy is I
6: uh, I have a uh, a four chan x thread that I had bookmarked and it was discussing distilling the philosopher's stone from your own urine. And I will have to find this and share it with everybody.
7: <laughs> it's it's a simple task. This is gold. That's gold. You know,
6: here you go. And check that one out. Um, we won't be getting into how to make a philosopher's stone out of your own urine tonight, but um,
7: if it's on, we should though, but we won't. If it's you on, the- go
8: home first and try 17 times and come back next week. And we'll let you know if you did it right
7: yeah email us Uh, send us videos send video send a sample sample. (laughs) fuck your
1: grass i need gold
7: (laughs) yeah i like this 4chan uh, red pill me on using urine to create the philosopher's stone well you know, we're all on that train.
6: There's some there's some really interesting uh, forums archived in there. I, I've got some of it saved. I, I was halfway through trying to get something going with it, but I, I never followed up on it. Um This Guardian article's got some other interesting little tidbits. Uh Hennig had named this new substance uh phosphorus, the one that he distilled um after he had heated his stagnant piss. He isolated a white and waxy solid. He also observed that this uh, oh, solid glowed oh. in the dark. Uh, he named it phosphorus after the Greek, after Greek for quotes. Are you ready for this one? Light bearer, because ah, it glowed in the dark.
8: That's Satan.
6: Yes, or
7: Lucifer. Lucifer, or uh. The the Lightbringer, what was that alien movie named after? Prometheus. Yep. Prometheus. Phosphorus. Prometheus. Uh, yeah. Oh, interesting.
6: Um, the Guardian also attributes phosphorus buildup to spontaneous human combustion, um, and uh, phosphorus buildup in corpses and graveyards, like shallow graves or uh, graveyards of antiqu- antiquity, um. There would be phosphorus gases esca- escaping out of the corpses, and that would create the sort of glowing mist of the will-o'-the-wisp, the ghosts that you would see in graveyards. Um, the bad bacteria? What's crazy, though, is... I mean, all of that was definitely crazy. It turns out that phosphorus poisoning is similar to radium poisoning in certain regards, because they were using white phosphorus to make the Strike Anywhere matches uh, mm-hmm. in the turn of the century, 19th century, or excuse me, 20th century. And um, people would put the phosphorus in their mouths and would still, it would cause jaw decay, just like you would find in uh, radium poisonings.
8: Uh, so I'll stop putting phosphorus in my
7: mouth then. <laughs> and radium too, while you're at it. Oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> Follow up. Got to take yeah. care,
6: you. Got to take care of that temple. Don't put no radium in there.
7: Yeah, I know you've been painting the hands of uh, watches lately. So just keep, keep an eye out for that, would you? <laughs>
6: yeah, your day job is painting watch faces. Your night night job to help make ends meet is making matchsticks. <laughs> 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 Fuck. <laughs> um, this is a quote from the article: Symptoms would start off with toothache. A toothache Then the teeth would fall out, the face would swell up, and abscesses along the jaw would ooze the most foul-smelling pus. Holes would open up in the face of the jawline, through which could be seen the dead bone underneath. Yeah, I mean, this this screams radium poisoning all up and down. Mm. Sounds great. Mm. And they rolled with it for, it was like 30 years, I think, before they finally started switching out to red phosphorus or whatever it was. that was less toxic. Or maybe they stopped putting the matches in their mouth when they were making them.
8: <laughs> so strange.
7: It was around the time they were curing uh, gonorrhea with mercury. Mm, delicious. Yeah, yeah. Fix you right up.
8: It t- terrifies me. Like, what are we doing now? That it like everybody back then was like, "Wow, the phosphorus is not causing your jaw to fall off." Don't be silly, you stupid matchmaker. Uh, now it's like, "Hey, the the five G is not is not uh, activating the vaccine in your blood." Don't be stupid, you dumb conspiracy theorist. Well,
7: the vaccines don't have any adverse side effects at all, uh, not at all. Uh, you dumb conspiracy theorist. Right? Science has proven it. Yeah, but- the science has spoken.
6: <laughs> they may have the science, but we got nothing but time on our side.
7: Yeah. They've done long term yeah. studies over the last two years that have shown that.
8: <laughs> yes. We invested billions of dollars, and part of that was to
7: study ourselves. And it's okay. <laughs> this is we the studied new ourselves- speed
6: of science. New speed of <laughs> science, everybody.
7: We studied ourselves and found that we are doing really well. Really well. Brought to you by (laughs) Pfizer.
8: We're awesome.
7: You should definitely Uh, buy from us.
8: us. Uh, Yeah, I'm not sure if the the 5G graphene vaccine thing would ever be a thing. Uh, It's just kind of as a crazy idea kind of right now, but the the whole phosphorus thing and the matchmaker thing and all those jaws falling apart, that was just a normal thing of uh, medicine or science back then question it was it was folly eh. yeah i wonder what we're doing we don't even know what we're doing now that's gonna have like these crazy effects in the future could be like the type of materials that we're using in our socks you know who even knows they were using this Die. material in their socks yeah, how silly of these people well, who believed in science
7: not long ago it was the shit that was in our air conditioners you know and just and then before that it was the lead in our gasoline i mean it just this one generation after another they they do yeah. some really half-hazardous, the terrible asbestos miscalculations. Yep. Asbestos. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, going all the way back to the Romans making their aqueducts with lead. It just goes on and on.
6: I've, I've worked in a couple of theaters where they're like, yeah, don't put any holes in the walls or you'll start knocking asbestos loose.
7: <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> there are whole Not companies good. that exist out here just to get rid of that shit.
6: Well, you got to.
7: Imagine working for that company.
6: Shit will knock you down. (sighs) Um now I think I think I'm gonna have to conclude there because the transistor talk is a whole other kind of separate but also definitely related. Separate but equal. (laughs) Separate but equal. Um it, it it highlights the way that these um these technologies, these gates, these on and off switches are uh or were used, um you know, in the 1940s, 1950s, uh, you know, for times of war, for times of peace, the the way that they opened up this sort of transcontinental communication, trans-oceanic uh, communication, where they're able to make the world a whole lot smaller, using these sigils, using these schematics, building these components.
7: True magic, as it were.
6: Um,
7: Advanced sciences. uh, science is, uh- no different than magic in a way. Oh yeah. There's a, that's me paraphrasing some famous saying.
6: There's a great Robert Anton uh Wilson quote about that. Um I just don't remember I think what it
7: was it. Heinlein too. Might have been Heinlein that, that did that one as well. Any advanced piece of technology is indistinguishable from magic.
6: Yes. Um
8: I feel like a dog that's uh, looking at the blinking lights of a stereo when I when I think about all this stuff.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like exactly. Tim Allen well, Yeah I could uh, I do I could maybe wrap on this clip It goes all the way back to episode 99 uh, Robert Anton Wilson uh, Discussing Jack Parsons Of um, JPL fame And Aleister Crowley And this is practici- uh, practi- The father
7: of American rocketry uh,
6: This is Practicing magic science
3: well, the separation between science and occultism is a fairly modern thing In the Renaissance science and occultism were very closely related as I mentioned Kepler and Newton and practically everybody else who was important in the creation of the scientific revolution was also a practicing occultist. The outstanding example is Giordano Bruno, who was burned by the Catholic Church, burned at the stake on February 16, 1600 in Rome. Bruno was uh, charged with 18 counts of heresy, and including practicing magic uh, and uh, teaching the Copernican theory of astronomy and uh, founding secret societies to oppose the Vatican. Uh, Francis Yates, a leading historian about Rodeba, who uh, her major topic was the birth of the modern scientific worldview in the Renaissance. She thinks Bruno may have founded either Freemasonry or Rosicrucianism or maybe both of them. And in that tradition uh, Adam Weishaupt, the founder of the Illuminati, is another uh, person in that tradition and Alistair Crowley is another. He was Parsons major teacher. The the general view is that science is based on experiment and occultism is based on woozy thinking and blind faith. But the kind of occultism that the Western world has produced through from the Renaissance to the present has been based on uh, the same principles as science. It's based on very simple things. You do this and you observe the result just like that. Indeed. Easy.
6: <laughs> science, baby.
3: <laughs> that's what
7: science is. Um, De- yeah. Denying reality isn't science.
6: Did y'all have any other uh part and thoughts on on all of this?
8: Hyperlocalization. Support your local podcasters. <laughs> that's right.
6: And that's kind of the beauty of it is that I think when you start to see tools in this light, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I just, I love so much the idea of reversing something and, and flipping it back. So taking something negative, flipping it, and utilizing it for yourself uh, in some sort of positive way. You know, flip ball scrids. now,
8: you mother funsters. Yeah.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck back. So, just this idea of, um, I mean, one of the all-time classic memes is uh, a 100,000-year-old blood cult uh, can't even beat a bunch of uh, memes found on the internet. It's a terrible paraphrase, but the intention's still there.
7: Yeah, yeah. Trillion-dollar industry versus my memes. It's it's a close battle. (laughs) Not gonna lie. It's almost neck and neck sometimes. Did you see that somebody uh, uh, lawn mowed a, a dick by the coronation by the by the English coronation? Good, yeah, I, on, I on did the, on the lawn. Very very British. Very, very British. <laughs> yeah. Well, you say the writing on the wall. I mean, there it is, right there. That's beautiful. That's gorgeous. I'm glad that exists. The writing glad on someone the, did that. The writing's on the lawn. <laughs> the writing's on the lawn. That's awesome. <laughs>
8: the giant. Dick is on the (laughs) line.
7: The king is dead. Long live the king. Pompeii is rolling in his grave. Wait. Hold on. Yeah, that's right.
6: Uh, I don't see any other scream mills, and it doesn't look like we got any other boostograms, so I think that's going to bring us to a conclusion for tonight's episode. Um,
7: Well, sounds good. Oh, did you have anything else lavish? Uh, no, not to add to this evening. Uh, but uh, thank you very much, uh, Matt Bigelow, for joining us off of the Japan What Podcast, W U T. should check it out. Yeah, you can head over to
8: Podcasting 2.0 compliant. And there's also the website that I try to get traffic to just to establish my own traffic instead of giving it to everybody else. And that's MatthewPMBigelow.com. Go there for music, podcasts, and more.
6: It's good stuff, man. Really good stuff. And I, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to come along with us for this episode. I'm looking forward to doing it for a third time. Indeed. Uh, I'd be glad yeah. to
8: come back anytime. And uh, I appreciate uh, reaching out and contacting me and getting me on here.
7: Thanks, everybody. Yeah, live all the way from Tokyo, Japan. That's Matt Bigelow. Check out Japan What? Episode 91 just came out. Dig it. The AI likes me. Uh, this oh, is a right value for Use AI
8: and think that they love each other.
7: <laughs> the AI doesn't love you. Spoiler alert, narrator. Oh, uh, this uh, is a value for value program, baby. Means uh, we don't have any ads, we don't have any corporate sponsorship. You can find us at behindtheschemes.com or spook.social. Check us out on Mastodon. Uh, yeah. Thanks everybody for joining us. Boobary, yeah. anything else? The Fediverse is where it's
6: at, people. Come get some. Some really good folks over there. I'm happy for it. I'm happy for it. It brings me joy. <laughs> Keeps growing every day. I don't think we got, uh, we don't have any guests lined up for next week, but on May 22nd, we have the most offensive boys out there. It's Dowjin and Nam of the Millennial Media Offensive coming to you live for episode 153 of Behind the Scheme. So uh, get excited Hell for that yeah. one.
7: Thick That's right. That is Dan Gehring and John G. Do, my friends, coming in hot MMO. Also, uh, May 29th, it'll be my uh, birthday. Nice. My birthday episode. Check that out. Based.
0: Hell yeah. That's right. Yo. (laughs) Ho. I am the king of the ring.
6: Well, we're going to go ahead and I'm going to sign off of here. Till next time, everybody, I've been Booberry, Mothman, and the mini
7: And I have most undoubtedly been lavish.
8: Thank you for having me. Matthew P.M. Bigelow.com.
3: Grove, I love throwing Bohemian Grove in there,
0: we're not going to take it, don't touch me there,
5: I just need the penis from this guy, I just need the skin from this one, I'll take his skull, and I'll take her breasts, that's my skin, (laughs) I'm not a a math wizard there, a statistician, we love it. Epic. Show me on the doll where the AI assaulted you.
9: The mothman stole my catalytic converter and voice plays
3: it what to do Open up your eyes. Badradio.live and leave a stream mail.
5: 612-263-SXXY. And they're running a porn site on our show here. I don't like the word tits.